This episode of Phone Booth Fighting is brought to you by Freshly. Freshly is a meal prep service with delicious food delivered straight to your door with meals ready to eat in just a few minutes. You can get back the hour that you would spend cooking doing what you love. 30 meals to choose from with a constant rotation of choices so that you always have something new to try at Freshly.com. Freshly meals are always all natural, sourced from the freshest ingredients to craft healthy and delicious dishes. No refined sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or preservatives, and no hydrogenated oils. You can manage your delivery to customize your individual needs by adding meals and skipping deliveries as you choose. Committed to sustainability, Freshly makes sure that every component of your packaging can go in your recycling bin. And phone booth fighting listeners, here's the best part. Freshly has created a money-saving offer for phone booth fighting listeners. Go to Freshly.com and enter the promo code PHONEBOOTH to get six meals for $39. That's a savings of $20 just for being a phone booth fighting listener. And that offer is redeemable twice, so you can use it again on your second order as well. Freshly.com, enter the promo code PHONEBOOTH. Let's get this episode started. It was a crazy one. About the first hour of the show, we had Forrest Griffin in studio for a Swapcast segment with his podcast, Anything Goes. We had comedian Jim Florentine from Crank Yankers and That Metal Show Skype into the studio to kick it off. Frank showed up about 10 minutes late, so we walked in right as uh, we were connecting with Jim. Frank sat down and pulled a gun out of his bag and started passing it around. It was a little chaotic. It was a tad disorganized, but it was a lot of fun. Enjoy. This is a story I can tell on air. Um... Are we rolling? Yep. All right. Uh, this is a combo segment. I'm Richard Hunter. I'm Forrest Griffin. Welcome to the Anything Goes podcast Welcome slash the, phone booth fighting I was podcast say, slash the mashup. Uh, mashup episode. The, the, crossover uh, episode. The, the swap cast, if you will. Uh, Frank no, Mirror. no, let's do the crossover, like the favorite 80s shows when they would do like the crossover episode. Like when the Jeffersons would yes. turn up on All in the Family. Oh, the That's best, man. They were the, the best. best. They yeah. were the best. So we're going to be sharing this on each other's feeds. Uh, Frank Mir will be here momentarily, and then all will be TJ missing. Lavin, uh, TJ Lavin said, fuck you guys, I'm out of here, I'm not even going to do this. No, he didn't, but he's not here. Yeah, he's in Africa. I saw him uh, a couple of days ago. He Is told it? me he was having to go to Africa. Yeah, do I know more I, about uh, your significant other than me yeah, at this, than you do at this I point? And I think that's like, you're really not supposed to say that. Oh, I'm not supposed to say? He's, yeah. You're, that's where I, he is? Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret to like all the contestants. Oh. It's still a secret. Oh, okay. Well, eh. it's a big place. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where. Could okay. be anywhere. It's a, literally a fucking comment. S- somewhere in the world. Not the, uh, so did you, a third of Africa is pretty much uninhabitable though. Yeah. Maybe it'll be that third. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, maybe it'll be like the Ponce de Leon. Anyway, before uh, I anyway, cut you yeah, off, we said too we much. Uh, but what I wanted to say is uh, he's going to be in here now. We anytime we we do the swap, we have to explain that uh, if you're hearing this on the phone booth fighting feed, then uh, UFC Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin and uh, X Games uh, legend TJ Lavin they do a podcast together called Anything Goes. All our phone booth fighting listeners should check that out. And now Forrest. 
you tell everybody if they're hearing my voice and Frank Mir's voice for the first time ah, yes. on your feed where they can so find us. if by some off chance you're actually still listening to the Anything Goes podcast uh-huh. this far into it, uh, you should probably be listening to the uh, Phone Booth Fighting pa- podcast with Frank Mir and uh, Richard Hunter yep. because they take their shit a lot more seriously oh. than we take ours. Oh, you flatter it's, us. It's ba- no, I mean, so Richard shows up with like printouts and like feeds and like where, where he's skyping a guest in it's just so much better and me and tj literally uh sean can attest to this we tuesday we say oh man we're supposed to do a podcast wednesday do you know anybody that could come over yeah do you, should we get somebody yeah and then well, like we just so we we've actually though we've made it a, a quite a local thing yeah, like a local Vegas yeah. podcast. Yeah, and as a Vegas local, I enjoy that actually because yeah. I do uh, I, I do learn uh, some things that I didn't already know about my adopted home city. Um, as, as is mine. Yeah. Well, we we just went ahead and hit the record button, even with Frank being about five minutes away. Because Forrest, you know, I don't know if if you uh, share this feeling for us, but uh, I am of the perception that you and I always have good natural conversation. Just interesting things come up. So here's the deal. I'm great at starting conversations mm-hmm. and horrible at finishing them. Okay. But it turns out you have an amazing amount of minutiae and trivial pursuit type knowledge. Like, I feel like you win trivia games. So it's you true. can, like, supply me with the rest of my thought. Yes. Yes. So I, I like being around you because I'm, I feel, like, great about just shooting out my incoherent thought. Well, you were before we started this podcast, though. You were going to tell me an amazing story. Yeah, I was going to tell you about uh, how gay men don't find you attractive. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. That's, uh, also, that's not the story. I'm lucky Sorry. to be straight, but I think what we we're actually doing was segueing to. I was going to tell you that at my uh, my brothel where I work during my day job, uh, the backstory uh, that uh, I work at the brothel where Lamar Odom overdosed. I think we told that. Well, we told it many times on phone with yeah. fighting, and maybe your anything goes listeners know about that as well but uh for for a couple of years we had a old uh, sign truck out there that had oh, your 10-foot yes, image on it yes and it was you weren't endorsing the brothel but uh it, it was, was it was like a science thing right yeah, it was an old ad it was an old and, science and, ad that they literally just had to park somewhere and it was just like decommissioned well well what happened was the guy who owns the brothels bought the sign trucks but he just hadn't had them rewrapped so they sat out there for years and there was a forced uh, a big image yeah. about a, a 10 10 by 10 10 by 20 it was a big truck out there in front and uh you know i'll be honest uh most of the ladies uh were not familiar with uh season one ultimate fighter um, with that said, though, I, I know the the sign you're referencing. I look pretty good in that. No, sign. Well, you I did. Mean, I Photoshop mean, you, works, bro. No, those, you, you got, those guys can work miracles with the cameras. No, you got generic compliments. I mean, lots of ladies said, "Hey, whoever that guy is, is a handsome fellow." But there was one who said, "Oh no, that that fellow, ladies, is a hall of famer, and his name is Forrest Griffin, and he's the hottest guy that's ever fought in the UFC." And she is a Forrest Griffin. She's not just a UFC fan. She's a Forrest Griffin fan. And to this day, I see her. I just saw her a couple of days ago. She got wind of the fact we were going to be doing a swap. So, cast. like, how thick are her glasses? Like, does she see it? Is she legally blind? Like, to, can she drive legally blind or no? To my knowledge, uh, I, I don't think she drives because. Oh, what? Is our Skype machine ringing? Uh, yeah, here we go. All right. Punch it up. Oh, it's 6 30. Hold, so, yeah. please, on the story because. Uh, Joining us momentarily, 
on the uh, Skype machine if everything works out here. Mikey, I like the way, this is like live, guys. This is like break, breaking live. news. Breaking news. If, we have if Jim, do Jim Florentine? Can you hear me? Um, can he hear me? I hear him. We hear you, Jim. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, hey, JF. We can't see you. We but can't see I, you. Blow, hit your uh, video. I feel like you're not that handsome anyway. So we uh, probably don't. No, Jim need is a good-looking guy. Hit your uh, uh, video button uh, on your end if you can, Jim. Come on up, Frank. We're on the air. Come on up. We went live, Frank. Prematurely. Well, no. Okay, so momentarily, we're going to get uh, Jim Florentine to hit his uh, his video uh, acceptance button on his Skype. In the meantime, uh, Forrest is here. Frank Mir is making his way Why up the uh, stairs. Jim Florentine is. Jim is a uh, noted comedian and uh, author. Uh, come on around behind me, Frank, because we're already on. Uh, Jim is uh, has a new book out called uh, "Everyone Is Awful Except You," and uh, he's also going to be here in Vegas. You still have me on the feed, there, Jim? Yeah, we there now. Okay, here I can hear you. We can hear you, but we can't see you yet. Do you? see your uh video should be like a little thing where you... yeah I, yeah i see me yeah i see you and i see me okay but we don't see you Hold yet because I, I think what you have to do is give us permission jesus <laughs> i think what you have to do is, Hold on, is we got uh, okay you all right move? i give you permission there he is there he is all right blow him up big blow him up big there's a gun being passed right in front of you there, Jim, if you saw that on the screen for Jim, a moment. Jim, what's happening? All right. It's great to see you. Let me introduce everybody. What's going on? Let me introduce everybody. On the big screen behind me here, that is noted comedian Jim Florentine. Jim, uh, uh, we, we have a casual relationship over the years through radio, so it's good to see you again, Jim. Uh, you may notice I'm sandwiched between a couple of UFC Hall of Famers. This is uh, my regular podcast co-host, Frank Mir. And over here on my left, this is our buddy Forrest Griffin, and uh, he's joining us from his Anything Goes podcast. So I don't think Jim can see us. Awesome. Cause no, yeah. Oh, okay. Because he can't see us. Too wide of a shot? Yeah, look. Jim, just assume yeah. I'm an incredibly handsome man. Just okay. assume. Yeah. All right. I'm sure you are. There we go. Okay. That's what so, my mom uh, said. First my things first. not a liar. Are you calling right. my mom a liar, Jim? All right, let's do this. Sean, if you wouldn't mind, would you just take that camera and back it up so Jim can get the full effect? I mean, you can just... He is yeah, messing it on back us. so everybody can see. I do right. like the beard, bro. He's looking good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm also oh. beard jealous because I can't grow one. Neither can I. If you look, it's no, that's, neither that's can better I. than what I can. <laughs> I don't know. My wife won't even let me try because. Oh, it's pathetic. Yeah. I, I started doing like two years ago, and then I did a competition with Ross, a little like that exhibition yeah, yeah. sparring thing. And somebody goes, did Frank join like Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. shaving it off. Jim's uh, dates here in Las Vegas uh, are coming up uh, March 30th and 31st at Top Golf. Uh, Do you know they're doing comedy over there now, Frank? That's a, a, yep. that is a very cool place, though. It's a cool venue. Uh, Jim, like, what do you know about Top Golf, Jim? Anything? Nothing. No. Well, it, it's cool. It's well, actually we saw the. Uh, yeah. the it's the new blues place to Blues Travelers there. Ah, so there so let me paint this picture for you, Jim, because uh, I know you've done comedy in interesting places, and we'll get your reaction to this. It is a, it's a very high-end place. Uh, it's right next to the MGM Grand. People pay a lot of money to go over there and drive golf balls like on a multi-level uh, driving range type thing. Big video screens, all this kind of stuff. You'll be on a comedy stage. Just try to time your punchlines with when you hear the whack of the golf ball. There's, there's 
that slight wrinkle. Yeah, we've had that before as comics. You know, sometimes we'll play in a, we used to play in like sports bars where they wouldn't turn the playoffs on, like the <laughs> hockey playoffs or something like that. And like, no, we can't turn it. You know, the Florida game off. You got, you know, people start booing. So you're trying to tell jokes, and the games, you know, playing on above you, and people are cheering. You think they're cheering at your joke, but they just scored a goal. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you're like really hoping Florida wins. Better, I mean, better people exactly, cheering yeah. than that. Then when you hear the boom, it's like a big tackle. When you hear the boom, it's like somebody throwing a beer bottle past your head. Yeah, yeah. Like the old roadhouse where they're playing, you know, and then the guy they're throwing the chicken beer wire yeah. and all that. Yeah. Well, you're going to have uh, uh, two nights of uh, opportunity to see Jim here in uh, Las Vegas, uh, the 30th and the 31st. You can also get Jim's new book, which is called Everyone is Awful Except You. Now, Forrest, you're a best-selling author yourself, so this time. is turning Not into a real yeah. literary roundtable here. But i got to tell you, Jim, I, I enjoyed this book. It was, uh, it was, it was judgmental and, and condescending and glorious. It, it is exactly— <laughs> I love that. That's— that's a, that, a, that should be the quote of the book. Judgmental, Sir, condescending, and glorious. It is what I wish I had every time somebody tried to push one of these motivational yeah. self-help Every, Everyone books is in my pretty hand. awful. And, I mean, I guess I might be just advanced, Jim, but I realize that I am also equally awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Except, like, literally, we know we're awful. But that Jim, makes it okay. Except when you read the book, though, because that's the fun part about it. And I was listening to it going to and from work, which made it all the better, you know, because, you know, you, you, you're not going to have a great day in front of you. And I, I want to start there with the book because the Facebook material alone is fantastic. Guys, Jim dissects Facebook to, oh. to just break down every horrific post that, that anybody ever makes, like the people who just give you all the unnecessary details about their lives, like this is breaking news on the internet, right, Jim? Yeah, pretty much. Or, you know, the people look at either sympathy, bragging, or attention are usually the three main yeah. ones that they're looking for. Like the woman that posts, you know, I'm on my way to the hospital, and that's it. Yes. Yes, yeah. You know, so Please you tell us why. You got 75 comments. Are you okay? Oh, my God, if I lived in Vegas, I'd meet you at the emergency room. Yep. You know, and after she gets enough attention, she writes at the end, oh, it's just a sore throat. You know what, Jim? The one that I think is even worse than that is when the girl, and I'm sorry, ladies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, uh, 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 this is a little misogynistic here, but it's, I noticed the ladies doing it. I don't see the guys do it, where the girl just posts heartbroken with no context. You don't know what that's about. So she'll get a bunch of guys commenting going, are you okay? I've got your back. Just say the word. We call that Captain save Yeah, and everybody starts trying to fish for the context, which I would assume, Jim, and your expert analysis is exactly what she's looking for people to do to take that bait. Take the bait, and then all the guys are going, cool, maybe I got a shot to get in their pants now. Yep, yep. So I'll leave a comment. I'll, I'll feel like I'm a good guy. Oh, I know he was a jerk anyway. You should never. You should, you could do better than him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to wear it down. Well, I know what he's doing. Have you have you seen this one? Now I I, uh, I I don't remember this particular nuance being mentioned in the book, but this is a phenomenon I've noticed on Facebook where the girl will post the picture of herself because she thinks she looks hot. That's that's why she's posting it. It's a selfie. It's in the car. She thinks she's having a good hair day or whatever on the way to work. She posts it, but she doesn't want to. Be, be uh, own up to the fact that that's why she's posting it. Hey, everybody, look, I'm hot. So she'll caption it with something like, 
not feeling this cold weather today, LOL. As if the whole point of the photo was just to comment on the weather the weather and oh my gosh, you think I look hot in this photo? I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together when I posted that picture to comment on the weather, Jim. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, it's it's that or they'll say, you know, um, you know, I had to rush out of the, you know, woke up late, had to run out of the house, no makeup. Oh well. <laughs> oh you know, yeah. They post a picture ah, yes. of so Maybe I'm the first wake up. I woke up like this. I'm like, yeah, right. Bullshit. I woke up like this. You've been up this. for two yeah. hours. Yeah. That's your 30th boop, boop. Fought shot. <laughs> paint. <laughs> or the, paint in your face, trying to light yeah. it. Yeah. Or yeah. like, hey, you like my new sunglasses? I'm like, all I can see is your tits. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, how did all that come into view? Because, I mean, you've been doing sta- – your stand-up comedy career predates Facebook, so it's not like that's what launched your career. I mean, along the way, you see this coming like a big social media tidal wave. When did you start to realize that not only was it going to be so good for material, but eventually was going to give you the, the text for a, a big portion of your book? Well, I do a, I do a podcast yep. every week called Comedy Mental Midgets where I – I actually read people's Facebook posts like fans will send them into an email address. Anything I think, you know, that, you know, something that's terrible of people that have posted and I just comment on them. And that's how the book came about through the pod, through the podcast. So just destroying other human beings. Yeah. They're, they're okay, I don't use names, but they're, I use their cries their for attention. Posts. Yeah. See, here's the you know best I mean? part, though, Jim. The best part about you not using names is if you use names, it would ruin the experience for me because everybody knows someone like that. So I don't need you. I fill in the own. Yeah. I fill in my own names as I read the book because I'm like, oh yeah, this is exactly like so and so. I so, feel pretty cool right now. I've literally never been on Facebook. Oh yeah, I oh, send. Well, I send posts out because yeah. I have a Facebook, but yeah. I don't interact at all. I just like. Well, send posts. You know what? If you read Jim's book, you'll uh, you'll Guilty. you'll see what you're uh, you'll see what you're missing. Um, nothing. You're missing nothing. You have a lot less stress in your life without Facebook. Let Let me ask you about this, Jim, because we're going to talk about this on the show here in a little bit uh, in another segment. But you know, a book like this coming out at a time like this, where Facebook is so much in the news and and uh, you know Russian hacking and things like that, is really pretty fortuitous because. What I've been talking a lot about is I think for all the talk that we're having about Facebook pages getting hacked and Russian bots and all that, no one is blaming. We're not blaming ourselves for being stupid enough to believe news that we're only seeing on our friends' Facebook feeds. You know, like, wow, you know, this story is going to sway how I vote in the election. And I didn't see that reported on CNN or Fox News, but I guess my friend Cindy just scooped them. You know, I guess she just had the story first. Cindy knew about well, the pizza I mean, it's parlor. Basically, it's basically like just like it's it's no different than you know someone taking an ad out in the newspaper, trashing the other opponent. You yeah. know what I mean? That's all they're doing. They're just saying, "Hey, vote for me because this other person's a piece of shit." Yeah. So it's really not swaying anything. Like you know, like they do ads on you know during the NFL games. There was all these ads during the presidential race of one for Hillary, one for Trump. You know, bashing each other, so it's no different than being on Facebook. But if you, it didn't, I don't think it swayed an election. Well, Everyone knew, you know, Hillary was, you know, the Clintons have been dirty for years, and that, you know, Trump's, you know, his personal life's a train wreck. So everyone knows that. But what I'm saying is, like, if you saw a news story on my Facebook page, even if we're Facebook friends, 
you see this, right? And and it, it appears to be some legitimate news story, but it's the only place that you're seeing it. I mean, don't you wouldn't you look for another source or just for the no, fact that it was on my it's page? Also on my other friend's Facebook. Yeah, right. That's you know? you're right. You're right. That's your second source. That's part of the algorithm, bro. Yeah. <laughs> is your your uh, that's yeah, true. Because the algorithm Facebook. of Facebook is only giving you things you already like. Exactly. And people with information, we know this with books, with with any form of uh, uh, of information, people only look for things that reaffirm their current beliefs now. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. they don't. Once it's a guess, yeah, I already thought that anyways, and this guy thinks it too. I'm on board. You're never going to question shit. That's what the average eighty percent of all the sheep do. You know, they just ah, it fits my 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 narrative, so I'm in. Do you think, Jim, that that stand up comedy is is changed in that way? Because I mean. It might be me, but I sense that audiences are more tense than than ever in the last few years about what they feel comfortable laughing at. No, I, it's not. It has not come to the comedy clubs at all. I always I always ask the club owners when I get there and the audience and I do edgy stuff that's out there. It's, it's more of the media just telling, trying to tell everybody what they should do and shouldn't do. You know what I mean? But when you're out there and the people that come to the comedy clubs just want to laugh and they're not buying all that crap. They're like, hey, man, I'm just I'm sick of walking around eggshells my whole life everywhere I go being told what I can say and can't say. So it's almost refreshing for them to hear it in a comedy club. Yeah, I mean, as a comedian, you kind of almost have that uh, license to kill almost when you're up on stage. Don't you always have that to fall back on? Like, hey, look, this is an act. You know what I mean? You can go yeah. out there. I mean, you could say things and, and talk yeah. about taboo subjects of rape, racism, molestation, and crack jokes about it. But if I were to do that just in an interview and give my opinion, it's like, well, that's you. Whereas a comedian can always have that layer, I feel, of safety to, to broach topics and get people thinking. But still, at the end of the day, say, hey, you know, this is entertainment. You're not going to go and arrest John Wick right now, Keanu Reeves, because he killed 30 people for shooting his dog, right? Like, we realize that there's a, an element of entertainment behind this. Yeah, just a uh, personal note. Uh, that doesn't always work on Twitter. Just be careful. <laughs> yeah. No. People will be like, bro, oh, you told a joke on Twitter. Oh, we're going to. a joke on Twitter. Yeah. And, and it makes a joke on Twitter. He can get in a ton of trouble compared to if it was the same joke on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. And uh, I guess, that is I guess weird, that though. Is you think, because you're still a comedian, and, and I know a lot of comics, you yourself do that. Yeah. You guys will test out your. I mean,. Adam uh, Hunter all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, he's constantly shooting jokes out there to see what sticks, mm -hmm. what doesn't. That's like the first kind of like yeah. your your laboratory to say, oh, let's see if anybody else finds this funny if it stirs the pot. But like the the average person now says, well, that's you saying it. But I'm like, wait a minute, but that's still a comic and he's still a comedian. Like you can't figure that out. I, do, I guess do people you, don't. Huh? Do you think the problem with that, Jim, is if you think about you look at an average person's Twitter feed, you're going to have comedians on there, but you're also going to have, you know, uh, politicians or pundits or whatever. Do you think that's the average user's inability to go, wait a second, that tweet is from a comedian. Yeah, well, the one right above it is from a congressman. And, yeah. and I'm having a hard time well, differentiating between the two. You know, on Twitter, you can't unfollow people. Oh, wait, fuck, never mind. You can. You can totally just unfollow people if see, you I don't like it. what they say. That was irony. Did you see what forced you? That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, All right. That's pretty irony. good for the stage. You know what I'm saying, though, Jim? I mean, maybe maybe it's because Forced comedians go into that pool with I'm, I'm all those all those other people, ahead. and all of a sudden they, they sort of get unfairly treated on the same playing field as statesmen. Yeah, well, and then also, you know, you put it out on Twitter, it's going out to the universe. In a comedy club, you're just playing their people in the club. Yeah. So, you know, you can get that thing can go out there and just, you know, 
uh, catch wind or something like that. If someone retweets it and says, how, look how offensive this is. Look at the famous one is Gilbert Godfrey. Remember he made the jokes about yes. the tsunami? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he lost, his, he lost his Affleck job because yeah. of it. Yeah. Great, great new uh, documentary out about that, by the way, if you see about the, uh, that. Gilbert. Well, it, it's about Gilbert, but a, yeah. a chunk of it really tells the backstory of that because he was he was making those jokes and he didn't. Re- I mean, you're a you're a pitch man for us. You endorse products, Frank, like he's endorsing. He's the voice of the Aflac duck, but he doesn't realize that like a disproportionate percentage of their customer base are Japanese. And he's making jokes about the uh, tsunami. So, yeah, yeah well, kill that deal. Huh, understandable. Yeah. Hey, uh, so I want to ask you too, uh, Jim, about since you are coming to Vegas here at Top Golf, uh, for people who remember you from uh, from Crank Yankers, there was an interesting Las Vegas connection to Crank Yankers because I've heard Adam Carolla tell the story about how because of the legalities of making prank phone calls, you guys could not film. You guys had to film or had to produce Crank Yankers, do the actual crank calls in las vegas in nevada for state law so you guys were being flown in and out of las vegas every time you had to make a crank phone call yeah we did we'd set up yeah nevada and i think uh new york were the two states where it's a one-party consent as long as one party knows they're being recorded yeah you're you can record so so yeah we go you know jimmy kimmel grew up in 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 vegas and uh they you know nevada was the place it was jimmy and adam's show and he's like well let's go to the We'll go to recording studio and we'll just hook a phone up to the board and just make prank phone calls. So I get flown to Vegas first class, stay in the Bellagio to make yeah. prank phone calls. I'm like, this is the, God bless America. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, because New York, the taxes would be too high. You'd yeah, like, no uh, state yeah, taxes. So we came to Vegas cut. and most of the, the show was based out of LA. So we just fly into Vegas yeah. for the weekend, Beautiful. you know, do, do calls for like three or four days and then leave. What a great gig. What a great gig that it was! was. Amazing. You, you can read about that in uh, Jim's new book uh, as well. Now, uh, uh, Jim, I also listen to your uh, your Metal Midgets uh, radio show weekly on Sirius Radio. Are you stalking him, Jesus Jim. Man. Well, I'm a fan. Jim, Jim I'm a fan of Jim's. Sorry, you know, I, I don't apologize for uh, for being a metalhead, and uh, I know you are too, Jim. So I wanted to ask you uh, uh, the 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 question uh, that I've been asking all my metalhead friends because I've got tickets for the show in L.A. coming up in April. What do you make of uh, Judas Priest going out on the road without their uh, original guitar player, Glenn Tipton? He's fallen ill, so it's not like they kicked him out of the band or anything like that. But how, how do you think that affects, if at all, the, the perception of the, the current lineup on the road? You know, they played in New Jersey last night, and my brothers went to the show. They said it was amazing. Glenn Tipton actually came out on the encore and did, like, three songs. Yeah. Um, look, the guy's got Parkinson's, so... You know, uh, he just he thought he could do the tour and he can. So they had to get a fill in for him. So, you know, look, these guys are old, man. So it's you're going to get to the point where you're going to lose some guys. And it's just, you know, they said the show was still amazing with his fill in. But, yeah, I mean, it's only two original guys left, you know, Ian Hill and Rob Halford. But, you know, uh, the set list is amazing, and it was a great show. So I'd go see it. I missed it last night, but I'll see it at at some point. Yeah, I'm going to be seeing it in L.A. in April. I'm good with it. I'm only – that stuff only bothers me, Jim, when there's, like, completely able-bodied original members who could get together. Guns and and Roses, CCR, where they basically just have a fight. Right, they're just Right, over over money. Yeah, over money. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If once you know, if if it's something they can't help, then uh, I give them uh, I give them a pass on that. 
All right. Uh, Jim's uh, dates, once again, you can go to jimflorentine.com is the website, March 30th and 31st here in uh, Las Vegas. You going to be in town, Frank? What's the date again? Uh, 30th and the 31st of March. Yes, I'll be here. All right. We should go down there. Uh, right around a, the corner. Frank's a big fan of stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah, I know Adam Adam Hunt is a good dude. I mean, Adam Adam's a good dude. I know him. Yes, yes, we've a long uh, time. Yeah, we've yeah. done some I know shows. I'm a good dude, I don't know. Not we've that. done we've done some shows with Adam and uh, uh, so uh, Adam. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Adam back in the day, he's such a good looking dude that I would just get his leftovers, which were like nines on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> Boy, that's another. Are we, are we thinking of the same Adam Hunt? Yeah. Uh, well, if he doesn't did, talk, he did does he, probably get some girls. <laughs> <laughs> did he age poorly? Because <laughs> he's not that handsome anymore. Boy, let me tell you, you know, you guys. High school you wrestling that Aryan looking, like German, oh, blue eyed, yeah. blonde haired guy looking. I mean, you know, you guys. Sharp jawline. You right? guys have great stories of MMA I got stuck groupies. In jail. I, wouldn't mind I got <laughs> I got band groupie stories, but you read Jim's book, you're going to hear some great stories. Just the Ford alone that Jim Norton wrote for you was so debaucherous about yeah. comedy groupies. I mean, sometimes comedy groupies. Can be like that's they can be rough, right, Jim? A little rough, oh, yeah, early you get, days. Yeah, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but whatever. What are you going to do on a Tuesday in Ohio? That's right. That's right. Well, listen, man. Thanks for jumping on Skype with us, uh, Lily Jim from the bottom of the barrel. That's what you're going to do. Is uh, <laughs> worst name for a strip club ever? Bottom of the barrel. Oh, <laughs> by the way, good, that actually uh, would be a cool ass <laughs> bar, dude. I think. Uh, I, I, I think we just came up with an idea. Bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Bottom of the good, barrel. Best uh, bar ever. By the way, good strip club advice uh, uh, from Jim too in the book. If uh, you're wondering how to make your uh, your dollar go further. And uh, you can uh, read about that as well. I don't give everything away. All right, Jim. Well, listen, Frank and I are going to come out and uh, see you uh, on one of those dates. What about you, Forrest? Oh, I'm definitely coming out. You want to come out? I'm not. Probably not. Come on, Forrest. Come out with us. Frank is in training for a fight. I mean, you don't. If he's ma- if he's doing it, yeah, Forrest is the most anti-social human being that ever lived. Yeah, but you like I'm us. I'm literally that fucking lazy. Come on, you come out with us. I'll do it. All right. and, and Jim's funny. He's we'll worth see. seeing. All right, I'm, I'm going to see this. If you get Forrest to come out, I'll be impressed. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to come see you, Jim. Thanks for All making right, time. I'll get to touch you next week when All I'm right. in town. Yeah. Yep. See you then, buddy. Okay. Thanks, man. There goes Jim Florentine. Thanks, guys. All right. I actually, I the probably the third or fourth time I ever went on stage to do comedy. I opened for Jim. Really? And I had this bit that was really working at the time about how I would have kids if they were designed more like uh, an Apple computer and less like a PC. And it was a good bit, but it was a nerd joke, right? I mean, it was like... Viruses and stuff. Exactly. Yes, all that, right? So it had gone over really well until the night I opened Jim's show. And I got done, I was like, and this is my, my first lesson in comedy. Was Where was like, it at? Uh, at the Addison Improv, which is a suburb of Dallas. Well, your uh, computer's there. I can't imagine it falling well, flat on its face but there. but Jim's crowd. It was Jim's crowd, yeah. Is a, oh, it, they watch Crank Yankers. It's like man show, pretty blue-collar type crowd. And after he's sitting in the dressing room, right, and I come in, I'm like, I just don't understand. You know, it was like my fourth night in comedy. And he goes, he goes, man. You gotta, you gotta realize my crowd's not real computer literate. And he was right. That was my lesson to gauge the crowd and uh, try to see uh, uh, what I'm working with out there. You know, now I also take inventory of uh, how many uh, women of size are in the crowd. Ooh. Minorities. I look Easy, at that. Easier, just open for Adam Hunter if you're MMA I guy. Have, I've done just that. Just do few that times. because that is like you know built-in home crowd. You're right. Now, have you done a stand-up? I've actually done two. That's right. I, 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 sorry, I didn't man. I didn't, I didn't two and zero. Two and zero. They both went good, so I quit. 
Oh, you've retired already? I've retired. Retired from that? How many careers have you retired from? How long was your stand-up? How long did you go for? No, both about 10, 12 minutes. That's good, Maybe, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. 10 about minutes is a long time, yeah. I've done three now, yep. both about yeah, we, nine we, to 11 uh, minutes. Sean, who's not paying attention at all, were you here last week? Oh, okay. I did my, I did actually, I did <laughs> He just my, accused uh, you of not paying attention, nah, and then fuck. he had to ask you if you were here last he week because he, he didn't notice. <laughs> you were here he got a replacement, but but yeah. I didn't know if it was like last week or the week before, so I did like half my comedy bit, what I could remember off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would have uh, liked to have seen that. Does any well, I mean, evidence if, if exist? Yeah, I mean, it's literally on the podcast. Oh, well, I know, but I'd like to see it in front of a crowd. Why don't you, next live show we do, would you be willing to maybe no, one night only? No, not. Maybe. Okay. I have no idea. Well, he just covers all the bases, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he just, no, maybe so. He just covers them all. All right. Uh, if you guys, I know we just got a few minutes left with Forrest because uh, he's got a uh, some high some high powered dinner or something he's got to go to. That's right, a di- high powered dinner, and these are the clothes I'm well, wearing. Well, the thing is, you do that. You do like the Mark Cuban thing. You're great at affecting the everyman look. You know, I'm oh, just one of you. That's what I've got. But everybody knows that behind the scenes, when you get in the boardroom, that I am. You're calling the shots, right? And that's probably a lot of what's happening tonight. He does show up though. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot for, to be said for yeah, that. Yeah, for us. I mean, but hey, in the world of MMA, amongst all the guys that the UFC's ever uh, given time. jobs to, on time, I show yeah. up on time. Like, you know, Fox so, man, you just show up at all, and, and you're ahead of the game. <laughs> like, and the uh, fact that you're actually on time, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm there at eight fifty five. He was on time for this swap cast. I got to say that. And you know, I was going to say at the beginning, we're we're one. So that's the thing we talk about. We we everybody that knows me jokes about how I literally won't do anything. Um, but just, I'm just literally that late. So I don't overbook myself. Like mm-hmm. Frank, Frank's like, sure, I'll do it. And then, you know, he's 20 minutes late. But it's because he says yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, The Yes Man. Frank's like, sure, you want me mm-hmm. to do this? You want mm-hmm. me to do Sure. He's like, I want to be a nice guy. I should do that. Not me. I'm like, yeah, oh, that, is, that sounds awesome. I need have to take some lessons that. from Forrest on how to say no. Have fun yeah. with that. Well, that's <laughs> that pretty sounds smart. Amazing. You- You're going to have an awesome time. I've got... Uh, I think a death in the family that day. I'm so sorry. I've got a think a death it. in the family that day. Boy, that's that's balls. <laughs> when you just you just predict a death uh, in the family. Yeah. Not a funeral, a death, yeah, yeah. an upcoming oh, death. Gotta, yeah, yeah. It's gotta it's gotta be rough. Well, what I first of all we uh, need to congratulate Forrest because uh, uh, following I, your footsteps. I just oh, got, no, you got another one, huh? That he is no, going, no, 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 no more kids. That'd be cooler, but no. Oh. Yeah, no. I just got uh, word uh, through Forrest that he is going into the Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, so the Nevada Sports Hall of Fame, just he, like yourself. He's yeah. going to become the second MMA fighter to ever go into the uh, Nevada right. Sports Hall of Fame, thus yeah. making himself. And here's the obscure reference you always uh, look for from me, Forrest. This will make you the Larry Doby of Nevada MMA. Anyone? Anyone? No. Larry Doby is the second African-American player to ever play in the major leagues. The second. First in the American League for the Cleveland Indians. Second behind Jackie Robinson. I've actually, yeah, I've actually heard that story before. Good call. Larry Doby. Larry Doby. For me, though, I'm excited because I get to be like a, they're like, hey, you're local Nevada now. You know, 13 years I've been out here. That's a cool event. So remember talking to me. 2004. Oh, when you were mm-hmm. living on in John Woods. That's uh, right. At a Tupperware, I think you had your clothes. <laughs> I had my clothes at Rubbermaids. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, uh, T.J. Lavin inducted you into yeah. the Nevada Hall of Fame. So what night do you need me, Forrest? Uh, that's a what great question. May 11th. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll switch switch around. Around. Do you already have right? who's going to induct I have you? no idea. Yeah. Is that, Are you well, going to make I, that decision at least the day before, you think? Or is that going to be I a I am tim- going to write a speech. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I got, I got, I got, I've got the. Fun, You're gonna framework. write one out, huh? Yeah, I got the framework for it. I got the bones of it. I didn't write. Wow. One. Yeah, no, there's definitely something. Sounds like so an I inaugural not, address. I I'm like the top of the head type of guy. Yeah, just, no. My so, wife's like, you gonna write something? I'm like, nah, you know me. Come on, I'm gonna walk out there and land on my feet. Yeah, I mean that's a great idea. So, and and I've I've, <laughs> I've actually shared this story before. Sometimes that works for me. It usually does, but I like to have notes to fall back on because so I did this thing where I talked to a thousand police officers. I yeah. did it one year. They paid me. I go talk. It's great. I do it the next year. I tell a joke. I didn't really tell it to the mic. It falls flat. And then I kind of start talking. And then, like, I'm not really talking to the mic. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, a thousand police officers staring at me, feeling bad for me, like, oh, this pathetic loser. Oh. And then literally, like, somebody's walking up. All right. Thank you for scripting. Oh, no. Like, you got the hook? And uh, Yeah. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. Oh. And I just couldn't think of anything to say. I just literally, like, wanted to run away. Oh, yeah. wow. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, they brought you back a third time? No. <laughs> nope. That's a good so I guess that's a, <laughs> that shows how that went. That yeah. was the good question. Second year in a row? No, he was great last year. I don't know what the fuck yeah. happened this year. Yeah. Did you open with something along the lines of- You were asking of, uh, about my ring. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah it was. This, I, so I've joined a cult. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be a big time movie star now. So everything's going to, I'm going to have an amazing podcast. Everything, something about maybe my wife, Devil's Offspring, something. Okay. I think that movie, but she wanted another kid anyway. A little vague on the details, yeah, but okay. So I've joined a cult. I yeah. can get you guys in if you want. It's real expensive, but I can get you in if you want. See, right What's there, the name of the cult? Uh, well, I mean, it's like one of those things. Yeah. May I see the ring? Yeah, yeah. See, you, you 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 showed your hand a little bit there because you said it's real expensive, and and I know you to be oh, very cheap. cost yeah. conscious. Wow. But yeah. no, no. See, the thing is, you're going to give me a bunch of money, and then you oh, know, okay, so they'll it's like a give you a bunch scheme. of money. Exactly. I see. You're yes. getting in on the ground floor. Yes, I got it. Yes, yeah. Cool. That is an amazing ring, though, right? Uh, I mean, Force is pretty good skeptic, so if they got you sold, I'm curious. Like, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. So. <laughs> I brought a couple of things for uh, YouTube show and tell. But you, been, you have been going to church, though, haven't you? Uh, not recently, but you I'll started get back going on to church. That. Yeah, well, I'm a on and off again church guy. We know we've had that debate. Before. Yeah, but yeah, we have. So I'd love to have it again. This, but you got to go eat dinner. This is, uh, and you notice the runes and the uh, the triangles, very uh, Masonic. Yes, yeah, temple that's what I actually thing. thought it was. Yeah, no, no, okay, no. different cult. <laughs> I literally found this at a park in Summerlin. Oh, my wife found it. Uh, we posted it on like, hey, the Summerlin thing. Like, have you found yeah. this? Nobody claimed it, so I just started wearing it. So I wear it around pretty much every day. Uh, I tell that story, starter. just Good like bit. I told you. And then, and then, like at some point, somebody's gonna be like, hey, man, are you? And so one of two things is either gonna happen. I'm either gonna meet the person whose ring this is and be like, oh, hey, I've been looking for you, and give it to him. Yeah. Or somebody's gonna come up and be like, oh, hey, and give me like a secret handshake. Yeah. And then I'm in a. They're gonna be like, it's always sunny in with, the weather. Like, yeah, Rah. yeah. And then I'm in without all the bullshit. And then I'm just gonna go with just it. Just fake it. I like. I'm gonna just. Funk. I would be a mason without having to learn any of the bullshit. That's a great idea. That is remember, fucking amazing is what Frank, happened. when that. we went to Bisbee and they were telling us about all those fraternal organizations? Yes. They had like five yeah. or six different ones. It might be one of those. My Knights of Templar, Odd Masons, fellows. whatever. I'm, I'm in. Some Assassin's Creed shit going on. I'm, in, I'm yeah. in whatever, man. I'm down. Good for you, Forrest. I like the commitment to the bit, too, where you wear it every day, too. <laughs> for, like, for like six months now. Yeah. 
Good for you. Good for you. Uh, I wonder if there's a way we should probably. At some point, it's not. A this bit. is when it's actually something yeah. would be good for using social media. Take a picture of it, see if anybody can translate the rooms. Yeah. Or at least yeah. give you an idea of what well, it is. My, my, ironically, my stepdad, who lives a whopping three miles from me, can't. He's like big into the Norwegian stuff. So. No, so okay. do we know well, what it says? No, no idea. So he lives three but miles it, yeah, from your ass, and you don't know yet after six no, months? No. God, you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't make commitments I won't keep. That's the thing. Isn't that great, though? I know I'm lazy. I know that. The built-in. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be there. That's true. You, you, you best almost anyone at self-awareness. <laughs> yes. You don't it, try to be well, something you're not. Even, he also uh, likes it. You are the king of setting the bar low. Wh- mm-hmm. What was his name? It's, Jim? <laughs> was just the comedian we just Jim had Florentine. Jim? Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's an asshole but me. What is it? Like everyone everyone is awful but Everybody. you. See, I don't. everyone is awful, including me. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. setting the ball off. I know I'm a piece of shit. You're just too. fitting in. Yeah, I know. I know it. Like, I, the worst thing about me is that I am aware of what a piece of shit I am. Mm-hmm. Most people have no idea how pathetic they are. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh my god, again, I can't afford." Shut up. There's people starving. Like, literally, be quiet. You know what? I mean, I've, I'm sure I've heard that about you from plenty of people, but I gotta tell you, my, <laughs> my personal experience runs to the contrary. Of what? I just, I find there's a charm about you. Oh, a charm. Yeah. Bro, you hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's, uh Yeah, I mean, again, it's the, what do you compare me to? You know yeah, what was exactly. funny? So, so we uh, are. We're, t- we're talking about the level of attractiveness of women at the brothel. You work like, at a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of your best friends. <laughs> the people I mean, you hang out with. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are one pro athlete short of a swap cast foursome, but I did want to say this. I ran into TJ Lavin by chance a couple of days ago. I saw on the gram. Yep, Yep. we were doing vegan eating together, and we both had the same idea for lunch a couple of weekends ago. Is is he a vegan now? No. No, but he's he's coming. He does. uh, He's interested. I try and do one meatless day a week. Is Raquel a vegan? Yeah, his his wife, I think, is. No way. He told me she's almost full vegan. I know she's very health conscious. She does meal yeah. preps. I mean, I thought she she's was in phenomenal vegetarian, shape. Maybe right. yeah. vegan, vegan's too yeah. far. Well, we we ran into each I mean, other. I, I wish everyone would do it because it's better for the environment. Yeah. it's like I wish everyone would get. Uh, what do you call them? The uh, injections that make you not get sick? Vaccines? I wish everybody would get vaccines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me and my family. Those things are fucking horrible for you. But you should all get them. Yeah. 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 Wait a minute. Is egg vaccinated? Say again. Uh, is your daughter? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just do the Dr. Sears method. We just like slow. Yeah. So remember, and I'm just digress for one moment. The yeah. reason you get like your kid gets three vaccines on the same day, you know medically why that is? It's easier. Just so people will show up it's because convenient. people yeah. wouldn't show up. So it's actually much better to get. You don't want to get two strains of a virus the same. Anyway. Yeah, yeah no, that's what we re- do with our children. We re- just yeah. we spread it out. It, it costs, you know, it costs more money. They start putting vaccines mm-hmm. together. You have to order them separately. Mm-hmm. You then you pay for that yourself. Mm-hmm. Read Doctor Sears' book. All, I'm not doing it justice. All Go ahead. my kids get uh, rabies, uh, distemper, and, and bordetella on the same day. And I do three in the same but day. But what they don't get is child support because you have dogs. Right. right. Right, but I do think that anybody who doesn't vaccinate their children that fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, you know we're in a it's fucking some, like, we're in a first world country, man. HPV, anybody fucking dying of fucking you know the uh, measles so, and yeah. shit. Right. That's, that's bullshit. With you know that I mean? said, though, my daughter's never been on a plane. Yeah, 
So the risk is low. There are certain yeah. kids, though, that can't get the vaccines because they have other conditions. Yeah. And then what happens is because you're making a fucking retarded ass choice off of Jenny McCarthy, you know, who is not a fucking medical doctor. And now you don't vaccinate your child. And now oh, you're exposing. Your ch- is, we're going down. We're going the wormhole. Well, history is on your side, Frank. I mean, there's, 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 on your there's been there's been thousands of years of plagues to illustrate your point. Yes. Yes. Um, so and, and the, you know, the FDA is honest, always honest with you, man. You were setting the up food perfectly. pyramid. That's, right. that's great. Here's that was thing. that was uh, food uh, industry. That's different things. I mean, you, hey, you, the drug you, industry. Come on. Hey, come that's on. why you the have drug to be industry. skeptic and redo your research. And that's why the whole vaccinating and autism stuff, the doctor no, over I, in England I, I, that started yeah. that shit, he got disbarred because they realized that he's the one that created the single shot vaccination because he wanted to fucking disprove the triple just to go ahead and make uh, money so, off of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, li- he lied about it. He lied the, his uh, ass off off the yeah, 12 kids I, that he studied. You know I, what I mean? I'm familiar with that. But how about the HPV? Gardasil. Uh, Illegal in Japan now. I actually don't countries. know much about Sweden, the HPV, Sweden, to be honest with you. Uh, let me just say. It's a new a, vaccine. Yeah, yeah I know it stops the virus for girls and, you know, well, girls general and warts, right? Yeah. And then they got the commercial where the kid basically loses his penis. Well, let me just say. As a HPV, veteran, you can as, lose your penis. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, as a veteran, so they got the, I wish my parents would have got me the vaccine. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get my fucking kid vaccinated right. twice. Hey. I thought the only reason to wear condoms was because of AIDS. Now, you know, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to dick. As a veteran of dating. at this point, losing my dick would be As a veteran of dating in the in the world. I, I wish the vaccine had been around. You know what I'm saying? You have HPV. No, but I'm saying <laughs> no, it's cool, dude. We're not we're not judging. We were really silent, real quick. I'm like, oh man, dude, it's not a big <laughs> deal. I've never actually seen one in per- like, but that's the thing though. Like, you've never seen general warts? No, I've never seen them. In- I- I've seen them in pictures. No, I. Dude. I've Luckily, <laughs> I, I haven't so ran the bottom I, of the barrel I, when it comes to banging girls. I, and so I had a genital wart. My wife was like, seriously, you got to fucking get rid of it. So I had a, like a wart on my dick. Really? Yeah, straight up. I go to my doctor, and I haven't had sex with that many women. I'm pretty like, I'm not like, that's not my thing. I like to have an emotional, anyway. So I go vagina? To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Just Something. takes one, one dud. Though, yeah, yeah. Dead. So. Yeah. I go to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got uh, da da da, and nah, nah, I need that. And this is my like GP, and he's like, okay. And he gets like a giant freeze gun. Have you guys never seen this when they freeze the warts off your dick? Yeah, that, that's the same they Sorry, do for dude. warts anyway. <laughs> he gets like the giant I get cold freeze source. gun. I'm a yeah, mouth. Well, no, I have herpes too, but I I fucking got that from wrestling, dudes. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Herpes gladiatorium. Anyway, so he comes out. With the, with the fucking giant, and it is—it looks like a damn, like a, one of those small fire extinguishers, yeah. but it's really? silver. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, don't move." Now, now, now he pulls this device out. Yeah, and you're now so he's I'm telling you to pull like your dick fully out. Fully clothed, and then he makes me pull my dick out. Yeah, because that's usually the last thing you want to do around a big strange device is expose your genitals. And I'm like, and he's like, "All right, show me where." And I was like, "Well, right." He didn't first check to see if it was a genital word. I mean, so ninety percent of it happened with my pants on, and he's like, "Oh yeah, gen-, you know." He did. It was like, "Oh yeah, genital words." Yeah, hold on. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "All right, don't move." And so I got my dick in a very like like grab it like this, you know, because it's kind of towards Man, the base. Man, you like so, turned a corner with it. You're well, like. I mean, you uh, pulled it around it, the side of your hip? No. That's pretty but impressive like, for you. <laughs> that is no, pretty good, man. I want to see that. No, no, I'm going to be I, honest with you. But I can pull it over my thumb, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, hey, it, it is uh, at least enough to fit into my hand. Thank there God. You go. uh, so, yeah, it just hits me with it. There's like, I told you not to move. And it's like, dude, it was fucking painful. It was like one second, but it was intense pain for one second. 
fell off two days later. I no longer have uh, gender okay. warts. Oh, the wart. Yeah, my dick yeah. just fell off. Fuck. But then, but you're always gonna have the virus, so you could always have them come back. Or I don't know. I haven't had one since. Well, keep I us posted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, future episodes. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't even. I, man, I would. While, while we're talking out, about man. my genitals, yeah. While we're, I have a cyst in my. Uh, so you know the. The tube that runs from your uh, testicle. Vas deferent. Vas deferent, yeah. I have a cyst on my vas deferent. I had to go into the doctor for that. And first, you only have one vas deferent. Well, no, this is this is the, the bad guy. They, they're like the leftover. Oh, okay. And I'm like, Because you've lost a testicle. Yeah, I'm not growing a nut back. What's going on here? It's a cyst. And he's like, no, it's just water filled. We can remove it, but it'd just be cosmetic. And then they were like, so I also had a hernia. That's where the whole thing started. I got a hernia. I got a doctor. Dude, your junk's a mess, bro. Dude, it is. For a married guy, it's... <laughs> 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 yeah. Literally, I fucked myself up doing power cleans at 14. I've never been Well, I was going to say, from what... Don't do power cleans and when you're 14. From what Forrest <laughs> is saying, his genitalia, I mean, didn't have a lot of fights. No. I mean, it... it not no, a lot of wear no. and tear on the no, man. Not a lot of wear and tear. I mean, no. you know, yeah, no, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a couple surgeries deep on my junk now. Speaking huh. of fights, I brought something for show and tell. I want to get you guys uh, reacting to this. Yes. Uh, pull up the uh, cam soda deal there, uh, Mikey. Now, Mikey, our producer uh, for us, uh, just for background, in case he has some perspective on this. Rico's his, still alive? His day job uh, is, is in porn. He shoots porn. And so he is familiar with the Cam Soda website. Now here's what's, what's Cam Soda. Okay, so here's what's going on. Now, I just yeah, it's porn. Yeah, now you know your way around some yeah, porn, Frank. Yeah, yeah but not websites. You know the, you know, he yeah. doesn't go to the stuff you Mikey, pay for. That's too, know, much. I, too much. I type in free porn. I, I'm yeah. sorry, Mike. I know we have this. I fuck you over, buddy. I, I will never this. pay for porn. <laughs> so Mikey, just I, I'm close to it though. I want to look at that browsers, but the wife won't let me fucking put it on the credit card. So we're working on a sponsorship from browsers. Uh, but Mike, if you will, just real quick, give everybody the setup on what Cam Soda is. Well, Cam Soda is a cam site, so you pay for like live interaction. Basically, the girls doing a webcam, okay, and then you can tip. And then generally, if you hit a certain dollar amount, yeah, you go into a private one-on-one uh-huh. cam situation. Oh yeah, like this is something sh- I'll never know about. This, yeah, this you know, the wife will let me watch dance. porn. This, but if like I that. ever interacted with a woman on no. a fucking <laughs> website, <laughs> I might as well just fuck her because I'm in that kind of trouble. You know what I mean? Like that's where. Stand bad up, yeah. moms. That's the bad moms thing. He's like got this woman, like a girlfriend. He's like, yeah. well, I've never touched her. She's like an actor. Girls don't care about that. Like, shit, oh, no, no, if no. there's any kind of emotional so, tie, uh, fuck. This is this is a really good opportunity for me to go uh, make my next engagement on. So I'm gonna cut out of here. Okay. Uh, now that we've gotten to uh, to porn rooms, it, it's time for me to go. You don't want to hear about Rico being on a porn site? Uh, no. Alex, uh, the Spartan Nichols, former UFC guy, uh, I kind of a fr- you know friend. I look out, I talk to him. He's trying to get back in the UFC. He hits me up every now and again. Good guy. Yeah. I wish him well. I don't know what Rico's got left, but hopefully well, uh, Nichols so, can get it. But here's the thing, guys. There's a really weird oh. twist. This. All right, oh. Forrest is stepping out. Forrest, yeah. He's got to go do his dinner. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, buddy. All right, I'm going to slide over into his seat. All right, there goes Forrest. Okay. All right, you got me? Yeah, okay, very good. All right, so here's you don't the. You might want to be careful with that chair. Why? What happened? Oh, because of the, words, no. the HPV, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm wearing my uh, my assless chaps, too. Go. Well, um, we know that you're, you know, come on. Your nickname, you're probably hanging out of your shorts. I just, you know, I know, you know. <laughs> I want to keep everything in uh, good work and order, too. Okay, well, I'll, 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 uh, 
I'll do a checkup. Um, so here's the weird thing about this uh, this fight card. All right, now it's going to be on the Cam Soda site, like uh, Mikey was just uh, talking about here with the. Uh, uh, Who's the promotion? Well, they're promoting it. Okay, but here's the twist. It's going to be a live fight, but just like Mikey was saying about, like when you're watching the Cam Girl and you're you're tipping her to like do certain things. Stop there. You're you're going to have <laughs> the ability. Actually, go go back up to the top because I'll talk about this fight. So so when when Rico and uh, Alex Nicholson are fighting, you're going to have the ability to tip them live and pay more to get them to try certain moves. So like, how if, would they know? I, I that's the thing. I so guess like in between rounds, they go back. All right, this guy just gave you forty bucks to yeah. go for a flying armbar. Right. I, I I guess somehow they're gonna shout it out to him or make him aware in the corner or something. They have a video screen, like a video wall. Yeah, maybe oh, that's or it. Something. Okay, this is getting weird. That's yeah. that's what I'm no, saying. No, no. So weird, when you're right? on this site, you can click between masturbating with a girl and watching two guys slug it out. Yeah, and the ring card girls... It's crossing some lines I don't like to cross. I like to keep my sex and violence <laughs> well, the ring card mostly girls, separate. The ring card girls, apparently, after the event, will be in their own cam room. So that's the oh, cross promotion. Oh, so they're all promotion. porn star ring card I girls. I think so, yeah. But during the fight, I mean, the way that I read this... Uh, I think it's coming so up we in. We should probably uh, look at the girls again. I think it's coming up in April. Yeah, you can scroll down. Uh, Charles uh, Crazy Horse Bennett is on this too. Who, by the way, has changed his name to Felony. He's no longer the Crazy Horse. And look at that shot. With that, <laughs> what is with that picture? I like Crazy Horse. I always, yeah, I always. He was entertaining. No, but I also like the name. Yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's Felony now. Maybe there's been a conviction. But um, yeah, so those are the the cam girls but i mean the way that i read this and i think the event comes up in april it's like we could just sit there and we could sit here and watch it and pony up money for an omoplata i think at least the attempt of one is the way i read it this is actually good too because then if any wives are going through their husband's yes browser history and they see cam so to be like honey i was watching fights yeah yeah absolutely not talking to bambi you know what a rico rodriguez fan i am yeah exactly so that's the deal how about that i mean that's that's technology i'm still trying to wrap your, my brain uh, around this a little pugilism. bit to be honest i, I mean i kind of want to i just want to see it to see how it's going to work i just want to see how that works yeah you know what when is it? April. Uh, where's the date up there? It's April something. April twenty sixth. Oh yeah. well, we're up in my room. Yeah. <laughs> before I go fight Fedor. Uh, That's right. You'll just be sitting there. Bust out the to, laptop and we can watch some in. cam soda. You know what? Maybe we should do like a live, uh, uh, you know, play by play audio of this. I'm in on the podcast. Right. Let's That's see. what we'll do up in Chicago. Thursday, what do we have? We have weigh-ins Friday, so Thursday, maybe press conference shit, some yeah. interviews. By nighttime? Yeah, we're good. I got one workout to get in. We're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Um, all right. So, uh, Frank, before we get uh, – Angelo's going to come on and talk some boxing. Uh, before we do that, I did bring a couple of weird items for show and tell to entertain you and uh, our phone booth fighting listeners. And I guess now, technically, we have transitioned to phone booth fighting. I don't, how – Sean – how are we going to do this for the swap cast? Is it is it going to be get uh, grab uh, Mikey's mic there? This is Sean, who is the um, anything goes producer yep. 
Okay, Sean. Me. So we doing a swap cast, but then your half of the swap cast had to bail. So would we? Do you think we just cut it there, or will your listeners still be subjected to us? We probably just have to do this again. They're still subjected. Okay, they're there's still here. There's it? no choice. Okay, oh, great. Okay, like okay. well you Fuck know what? Them, they're in. That's right. They're yeah. in. Welcome. Anything All or goes. Nothing. Okay, that's how we roll. Yeah, that's why it's called anything goes. Okay, well, so next time we can get TJ too, so maybe we can have it official, make it all four of us. He's gone for a while. Maybe we'll Apparently. get TJ to Skype in from Worlds Unknown. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, him, yeah. On, uh, we'll get him on Skype. Yeah. You know, it was really fun um, when I, I, I keep, I never got finished short because I kept saying I ran into him a couple of, uh, days ago. But what was interesting was we were sitting there together at lunch and we were talking about you and Forrest like we were talking about our spouses. Like there was a lot of comparison, like podcast comparisons. Like you get Frank to do that. Oh my God. How do you do that? How do you get I cannot get Forrest. Let me tell you something. I cannot get Forrest to do Will you tell me? Will you tell me how you get Frank to do that? Like there was a lot of that kind of stuff going back. I will forth. say you guys are kind of brave for sitting in here this close to the mic, especially you. Because yeah. for listeners of anything goes, you guys know the mic swallowing. Yes. Well And you're Richard, you're sitting pretty close. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know with Forrest and that, I don't know if you want to be that close to that mic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, wouldn't that be some shit, man? <laughs> you get HPV you, from yeah, uh, you've from worked your mic. whole life. Like, okay, so you start out <laughs> selling alcohol. You work out as an as a in a, in a rock yeah. band. You do the comedy tour. You you run strip clubs. You run brothels. You avoid all these fucks and STDs, and you get it yeah. from Forrest's fucking mic. And I didn't even get to fucking no. Yeah, I think he owes you one. Yeah, he's right. to take one for the team. Like, well, oh. he'll be hearing from my attorney <laughs> if uh, things don't work out in my favor. Okay, so a couple of things I brought for you guys, uh, Mikey. If you will pull up this uh, photo that was taken earlier today outside my house, I want to get Frank's uh, reaction to this. I got a new mystery guest in the neighborhood, Frank. You know, I've been having that problem with the guy on my right, whose girls always park in front of you, right? In front of my house, and I'm the I'm the grumpy old man who gets upset about that. I don't understand why she's parking in front of my house when there's no one parked in front of his house, and he's single. He's got he lives alone, and he's got a two car driveway and and one car in that driveway, and he doesn't. Not only does he not allow her to park in the driveway, he won't allow her to park in front of his house, so she parks in front of mine. But that's a whole different problem from the one we're addressing right now. On the other side of me, this fella has shown up. Now, the uh, Homeowners Association is already in a tizzy because of this, uh, uh, this Good Times van that is now being parked out on the street. Uh, this would not go over well in your neighborhood, Frank, and uh, it's not going over well in mine either. I personally don't care that much. He's just parked out there on the street in front of his is own house. Is the scenic photo part of his van, or am I just not okay. able to grasp what I'm looking yeah. at Yeah, right so now? the scenic photo, if you're watching this on our uh, Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel, the scenic photo is on the, what do you call that, like the like bug, bug screen, bug screen, bug guard, bug but yeah. half the bug guard has broken off. So that scenic picture i think used to be twice as wide okay, I'm now one half now, of yeah. it is snapped off but here's why i brought it for and there's uh, a sticker of the world series of fighting that's why i brought it in there is a random decal of the world series of fighting championship belt the old wsf belt. belt yeah the lightweight title across the hood of his car now I'll tell you what came to mind with this uh 
Justin Gagey was their lightweight champion. Justin Gagey is, if I'm not mistaken, from Colorado or has some Colorado ties or roots or something. What are the plates? Colorado. So I'm wondering. I feel like we're on a Scooby-Doo adventure here. I know. I'm wondering if either at one time Justin Gagey was living in this van or maybe if this is like his creepy uncle who still has the van and uh, an homage to to Justin on his – on the hood of his uh, his van, it is. It's, it's Scooby Doo analogy is appropriate, though. Do you have a picture of a profile shot of the van? Because right now that looks pretty rapey. Uh, it's it's what you would imagine. It's got a like a desert landscape on the side, and it's got that one oval window in the back. Yeah. You know, no windows, but uh, yeah, unless you have a pristine, well kept van, yeah. yeah, they just inherently look rapey and like you're up to no good <laughs> yeah justin is from colorado and uh and was the uh world Se- so there's that's too coincidental right i mean it's got to have some, some connection time. to justin and his uh his uh title reign right okay yeah you know what that's a question for i'll, I'll hold on to this picture and we'll ask justin gagey about it uh see the guy's even got his little hula dancer up there on the dash and a little potted plant yeah all right Thank you there. Uh, thank you, uh, Mikey. Okay. Uh, show and tell, multimedia show and tell item number two. Uh, good news uh, for uh, uh, prostitution enthusiasts everywhere, Frank. The brothel license has been reinstated oh. at the Walmart. So You didn't uh, call me and tell me this. Yeah. For uh, uh, anything goes, listeners, if you don't know the backstory, a couple of weeks ago, the license at uh, the brothel that I work at, one of the two, the Love Ranch, was suspended uh, for some, uh, basically some building code violations that were disputed by our owner. And he had to go in front of the Nye County Board of Commissioners, which is this very rural county just outside of, um, um, of, uh, um, Clark County, where Clark County, thank you, where Las Vegas is. And, um, it was able to get it back on a provisional basis. He's got to make some improvements and things like that, but basically he gets like 90 days to do that. But there was a big public hearing. So I had to go to the hearing, and uh, they allow the locals, the townsfolk, Frank, to get up and uh, comment during the public speaking portion. Well, there is a guy that I'm convinced we could make a star out of here on Phone Booth Fighting. His name is uh, Dave Stevens, taxpayer, perump citizen. And this... uh, this uh, octogenarian gets up there every week, usually multiple times per hearing, and comments, takes his three, I think they allot him three minutes, and he comments on basically everything that happens. But he is a, an avowed mortal enemy of our brothel owner, Dennis Hoff. So I made a little best of Dave Stevens taxpayer montage for you. Just a couple of minutes of Dave's greatest hits we're going to listen to. The only backstory you need to know on this uh, for for context is that Lamar Odom overdosed at our Love Ranch brothel a couple of years ago. You probably heard about that in the news. You need to know that because Dave is going to attempt to reference it a couple of times, but if you didn't know what he was talking about, you might not get it. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to uh, Perump's favorite son, the very politically incorrect Dave Stevens, taxpayer. (laughs) 
I'm going to pause that. Yeah, hold on. So what's with the audio? I don't know. Let's try. I want to make sure Dave comes through loud and clear here. He's going to confuse us. He's going to uh, accuse us of muddling his message. All right, let's try again. You think that's in Re- Refresh the page, maybe. Maybe. Sean will help us over there. Yeah. All right. Now it still sounds bad. Thank you. There. Oh, there we there. go. I do have something to say, and the man's sitting right over there. He's trying to run for the assemblyman. He isn't going to get it in no way, shape, or form. He may try to sue his way in there. Dennis Hoff, I'm talking about. And I hope he gets run. He should have been run out of business a long time ago. He put, took, put that guy, that, that colored guy, and shot him full of dope. <laughs> and uh, $70,000, he couldn't pay it in his credit card. And he went over there to the Kardashians or something and got the money. <laughs> Soon we get rid of that kind of people around here, the better off we're going to be. Wrecking the town, that's all. I was jerked up. I never had no education when I was a kid. Well, I've been in three wars. And I'm entitled to say something here if I want to say it. And I will say something. I see he took off. Well, I better keep my mouth shut. I was hoping he stayed in here. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Can I talk now? Yes, sir. I take my hat off to this county commissioner. Thank you. I think that's good. You're welcome. What I would do with that Dennis Hoff now, I can't really say in this thing here because he'd run me out of here. But what you could do is make him comply with all that stuff and then penalize him a whole year where he's got to close his doors. That man should have got run out of here a long time ago when he doped that Omar, Odom up, uh, doped him up. Seventy-some thousand dollars. He went down to the Kardashians to get the really money. What he got he sent out of somebody that? else down yeah. to get Is that the money. Dennis Hoff went in there and injected him with drugs? Yeah, bad right. actor. Nice. That guy, okay. believe me, he's a liar. He gets away with stuff here. If you penalize him all you could and just keep it up and keep it up, maybe we can run him out of here. He's gonna turn it up here. I'd run him out of here if I could. He's no good. I'll tell him to his face. He was. Is he here now? Of course he's oh, here. There he is, right over there. I see him. No, no. Way. no. I don't even wave at that guy. No brawling in a commissioner's uh, meeting. Can I see how many teeth I can knock out him with one punch? No. no. I'm a cripple, too. You have to be nice, Dave. As I, nice as you I can. ain't never going to be nice. He's on a first-name basis with him. Be physically nice. Okay. I've been in three wars, so nobody's going to tell me what to do around here. Dave Stevens, Pahrump Citizen, taxpayer. You know what? I think he just needs to get a free day at the brothel. Dennis needs to identify that's what the, the, the old Dave there is upset about is his wife might no longer be here on this earth mm-hmm. if he was married. Mm-hmm. And that, that looks like a lot of pent up anger. I like a little bit of an oil change. Yeah. Frank, I like his catchphrase. I fought in three wars. Yeah. Now, help me out with the math here. You're a student of military history because I've heard him say this a number of times. I'm having a hard time off the top of my head thinking of three chronological wars that a man of his age could have fought in. 
So he's too old for World War II. I mean, there's virtually no one left alive from yeah, World no, War II. He'd, okay. he'd have to be, you know, right. almost a centurion at right. this point. Yeah. Okay, so let's take that off the table. Now, he could mm-hmm. have fought in Korea and Vietnam. Right, so yeah, Korean War was the 50s, early mm-hmm. 50s. And then you got Vietnam, 68 to right. about 70. Yeah, very early 70s. Yeah. yeah, okay. So he could have done that, but then he would be, then you, the next one's going to be the Gulf War. 91, yeah. Yeah, and he'd be too old for that at that point, right? Yeah, I don't know what three wars that would be either. I don't either. And then and then if you went. Was there any conflicts that were things? Well, see, this is what I'm worried. This is what I'm wondering about. I'm wondering if he's slipping in like. The invasion of Grenada during yeah. the Reagan administration. That was that was like a weekend during the Reagan administration. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if he's maybe got got us on one technicality in there somewhere. Could be. I'd, I'll find out from him because. I'm ask um, him what three battles or wars will. was he in. I will because uh, if you guys like this, I'm gonna uh, keep an eye <laughs> on uh, Dave Stevens, taxpayer, and uh, uh, periodically I'll bring in some more highlights uh, from his uh, soliloquies at the. Uh, Perump Board of County Commissioners weekly meetings. All right. Uh, you want to get Angelo in here? Where's Angelo? Come on in here. Here comes uh, Angelo Reyes, striking coach to the stars, wearing his phone booth fighting T-shirt uh, that you can get on uh, in the merch uh, section of phoneboothfighting.com. I want the other new ones, Richard. I thought you've got every one we have. Don't you have the entire line? I don't yet. Only a two. What are you missing? The Ouija board? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that for you. Why are you, you haven't lost your voice, have you? No, I don't know if you, if you changed the levels yet. Oh, how about that? <laughs> how about that? That's, that's pretty savvy there, Angelo. He, he, uh, he, he knew to, uh, to, to leave room for the, uh, the, what, what do we call that? Like the, the, the Reyes shift? What do yeah. we call that? That's pretty good, the Reyes shift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, welcome, uh, welcome, Angelo. Hey, actually, you're Richard. So we were going to talk a little bit about it. You know, today uh, Frank was sparring day. That's I, that's right. That takes you in. Just the surprise, quick guest, if I could for just a second. Yeah, bring him up. The actual sparring partner, Frank Mir. The, the Frank Mir sparring partner yeah. is here. Yeah, AJ right. is here. Can I bring him up? Yeah, real quick? let's okay, let's okay. bring him up. All right, this is AJ. AJ's coming up. The actual Frank Mir sparring partner from. Uh, couple hours ago here he comes all right all right here comes aj hey man how are you richard nice to meet you now quick uh quick uh uh uh, cognitive test here frank does this man look familiar to you yep good this is our fedor okay good sparring went well then because if he had said no aj i would immediately suspend the podcast and we'd have everybody evaluate that would be you, AJ's yeah, fault. yeah exactly you recognize him. all right hey nice to meet you man how nice you doing to meet you. good cool good. How, how did uh how uh, how did we uh come across you how'd you uh how'd you get hooked up with angelo probably some um, seedy story it usually is honestly no it, it's nothing like that okay i good. was training at uh Mayweather's. Uh-huh. Um, we have a mutual friend, Chris Ben Chachavez is his name. Uh-huh. Um, he came, saw me working now. We started talking. We kept in contact over the last two years. Um, just recently, he saw that I was in great shape. Frank had a fight coming up. He asked me would I be willing to join the camp. And I said, yeah. 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 Okay. Excellent. Now, you are a yourself active fighter? I'm trying to get back into it. Okay. I've been down for two years. Uh-huh. Um, had an injury from my last fight. 
but I'm I'm 100 healthy now, and I'm I'm looking to get the road back going. Okay, boxer. Have you ever done any uh, mixed martial arts? I've been boxing? doing MMA the last 10 years. Uh, oh, I just okay. recently crossed over to boxing when I got here. Oh, in okay. Vegas. I'm from Chicago. Okay. Um, but like I was telling Angelo and Frank, I'm open for anything. Cool. That that's handy because normally it's the other way. You know, normally it's the the uh, the boxers who yeah. at some point get into mixed martial arts. Right. That's cool that you went that uh, other direction because in a situation like this, when you're looking for sparring partners, a lot of times when you find a, a striking sparring part, boxing sparring partner, they're not necessarily going to have a lot of experience in MMA. So that's handy. Yeah, no, it works yep. really well. AJ is very well rounded. You know. Uh, uh, that's why we're inviting him to all aspects of the camp so we can you know help add some more submissions to his game but his mm-hmm. grappling his wrestling he's really quick on the ground you'll see even when we did the countdown show there was some uh, 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 exchanges we had where i'm trying to get away from him and there's times where if i start moving fast on the ground most heavyweights get left in the dust and yeah there was a couple times you see me smile because i'm like holy shit man you kept up with me like yeah most of the time when i start moving the way i can move on the ground it takes a guy under 200 pounds to keep up with me. Nobody over 200 pounds can move as fast as I can. And then all of a sudden, when he was still there, I was like, well, that was pretty good, man. I actually <laughs> yeah. kind of even smiled at him. I'm like, yeah. man, you know, I'm going to show you a trick or two. You're going to be pretty deadly down yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, good. And you you, you may have said this a second ago. I, I, I didn't catch it. You're, uh, where are you from originally? I'm from Chicago. Okay, yes, Chicago. Okay, so actually where the, where the fight's yep. going to be. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you, uh, you you popped on to say hi, and I'll be seeing you around. Uh, I don't know if they've explained to you. He's going to be in Chicago. Okay, very good. So you'll be up there in Chicago with us. Now, uh, did anybody talk to you about my role in the camp? No, sir. Okay. Uh, I am uh, – and it's not surprising, you know, that uh, because I'm I'm in a spot right now. I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, um, who's the uh, – who's uh, uh, Pacquiao's guy? For carrying stuff? Yeah, for just the guy. Uh, excuse me, sir. Carrying stuff? <laughs> that is a very derogative <laughs> description of carrying a... Carrying stuff. This, AJ, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm glad you witnessed that because this will show you how primitive some of the conventional thinking is right now <laughs> in the martial arts game about my uh, specialty. What I do is I specialize in maintaining the backpack. Okay. Because I don't know if you've seen these fighter weigh-ins. I'm sure you've seen many of them. You've been to some. What Mm -hmm. am I talking about? But how often do we see uh, guys, uh, especially guys who are dealing with cutting weight, that kind of stuff, they get up on that scale. It's just all they're wanting to do is rehydrate, hit the weight, great, done, made weight, turn to the backpack guy, Where's Pedialyte? Where's Pedialyte? Some guy's fumbling through a bag. He's dropping flip-flops. He's got all kinds of stuff. And and to me, that right there, a lot of people don't often see that as as a negative turning point. But I think if you you look back chronologically, a lot of times when fights go wrong, sometimes that's the first place that it it happened. So what I do is I alleviate all that. Frank doesn't even have to think about his backpack. He doesn't have to think about what's in there. He just knows that I I cover that and it's all maintained and that whatever he's going to need is uh, right there and readily okay. available. So I that's gotcha. you're going to see me doing that. Okay. And uh, but don't be afraid to approach. You're going to first. You'll probably see. You'll be like, man, that guy is so deep into his craft. <laughs> I cannot bother he's him. Like of the course, team master. No, of course, bother. And okay. if you have any needs, uh, any of that type of uh, thing that you want to make sure that we have in the uh, in the backpack. By the way, I procured a sponsor. Uh, Datsusara is uh, my backpack sponsor because I only carry the best. Um, so if you have anything that you might want to make sure that I have stowed in the backpack, you let me know, and then okay. I'll, I'll handle that aspect. Oh, do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Of course, anything I can do. Well, it's great meeting you, Same and uh, thanks for coming on with us. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. cool. So we're going to. 
Oh um, yeah, yeah. Let's give out social your, media. Your social media. Uh, yeah. Instagram, Cali, C A L I underscore Boomaye, B O M A Y E. Is that the thing that everybody uh, yelled uh, yeah, when they is, ran with Muhammad Ali? That is correct. Okay. That yeah. is correct. Boom is that where you got it from? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you know I got about it from. When the, uh, all, yeah. the, all the kids in Africa that ran with uh, Ali, yeah. Ali, Bumaye, Ali, Bumaye. Yeah. yeah. George Foreman fight, right? Yeah. That is correct. The Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So that, that's how um, we Facebook, Arnold, Cali, Bumaye, Adams. Um, same thing with Snapchat and Twitter, Cali underscore Bumaye. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. I'll give you a, a, a follow. Thank you. Yes, Thank of you. course. So um, our listeners. While I'm here, yeah, I have uh, an opportunity to fight for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's a brand new promotion. league starting up. Um, it's been a, made an official sport now, mm-hmm. and the first fight is June 2nd, and all fights will be on pay-per-view. Now, are you are you going to do it? Or are you I am. Um, I'm sure. in a heavyweight tournament. Okay. Um, yeah, and like I can't speak too much on it, uh-huh. but I can announce that it's been made official, and uh-huh. the first show is June second. Can you say where it's going to be yet? I cannot. Can't do that yet. Okay. Cannot. That all was right. in specific orders. Do not speak on locations. So. Okay, but that well, I tell you what, when you find out all the information, you come back on with us, and you let everybody yeah. know where. Definitely, where we know when you match up your first opponent. Definitely will. Yeah. Now, is it exactly as it sounds? It's exact. Enough? I mean, with there's. There are gloves, but yeah. the way they're designed, the knuckles are exposed. I've seen this design. Yeah, there's yes. a strap mm-hmm. across, you know, right here. Yeah. And then there's the most of the padding's on the back of the hand for weight purposes, mm-hmm. but the actual knuckles are exposed. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that design. That allows you to tape the back of the hand, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very no good. Factors. Well, good. Well, we got a, a fight to look forward to for you too. Then, so you keep us posted. Yes, sir. Let us know. Okay. Do. Good to we'll see do. you. All right. Now, this is the part where you got to. I tell you what, Angelo must really like you because, first of all, for him to to uh, like time. abdicate his seat, yeah, for that long, it's uh, <laughs> he's 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 obviously wanting to give you the push. Okay. So good. good. All right. That's good good to, to see you, man. All right. all right. Here comes Angelo. All right. All right. A nice guy, Angelo. Oh, I'm learning from you, my friend. I appreciate that. No, I meant uh, me oh, and AJ, AJ there. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Yeah. I okay, thought you were yeah. saying I was a nice guy. Well, you so. are, but I'm, I'm uh, glad no, you No, it's good. I'm, I'm Angela brought, brought him, him in because uh, his quickness. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, I was really worried that not fighting with heavyweights because, you know, Fedor's a quick guy, man. So <laughs> you go in there and you get used to fighting guys that weigh 250, 260. Yeah. You're going to have shocked by the speed that Fedor possesses, where AJ is super quick and 250. So it worked out perfectly. So now I still get to feel the size of a heavy guy. Yeah. and practice on my strength so I can still have that as an advantage over Fedor. Yeah. Then when we lock up, I'm going to still be 25, 30 pounds bigger than him. But the speed is going to be something that I'll be used to now because I'm seeing it every day in practice. So let's uh, – uh, Angelo is on with us, Frank, to break down an important boxing match. Yeah, Thanks. I need my man, Mike, to uh, put up Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker on okay, the board. Okay, we get a Like we did last time for the phone yep. boot fighting yep. listeners so that we can – pump it up a little bit and then the, the last time i was here gentlemen yeah we were talking about deontay wilder versus uh ortiz yeah. and that did, fight lived up to the hype and then did some. you guys fantastic well, fight it, it, in my absence did either of you talk no. about the post fight at no all? we wanted to wait for you oh yeah. thank you yeah yeah no but, i wasn't what, not giving it love it was just uh, waiting yeah. for okay. what uh what do you the, the post fight go ahead okay well your thoughts um I know I sent it, you know, you got to watch it. Frank. Watched that, Richard, did you get to watch it? The fight, yeah. Yeah, okay, great, great. So uh, I remember on that episode, you had even predicted that Ortiz would win. I thought Ortiz, well, and he was winning. And he almost knocked him out. Yeah. 
Crazy. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that they gave that long seven round? They gave Deontay a little bit of extra time to recover. Well, Call I the still, doctor back in there and stuff. Like after they already checked him, like that was a little suspect, huh? I'm still in the boxing world, so fifth. <laughs> Fleeting the yeah. Fifth. Uh, fifth. Yeah, they yeah. gave Deontay a little time to recover. Fifth. That was the one. Was anybody? Call- no, I didn't catch anybody calling for the special bottle that I mixed up. No, no. That didn't but, but what is? Is he was already inspected, and then before they restarted the round again, they called the doctor again one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To come check him out again. I'm like, well, wait a minute. The doctor already checked him out. Yeah. Why are we checking him again? But I know why we're checking him again. It's because Deontay's the money. They wanted him to win the fight, so and he just got rocked. So trying to give him, every, you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds of extra time to recover mm. before throwing him back out there with uh, Ortiz. Interesting. Fifth. Right. <laughs> Fleeting to fifth. <laughs> now, that was the first half of the story, and the second half of the story is going to uh, play out, yep, March 31st on Showtime. When Anthony Joshua takes on Joseph Parker in another matchup of undefeated heavyweights, right? Yes, sir. This is the uh, this is uh, as as we can say because it's March Madness, guys. Mm-hmm. The final four mm-hmm. of the heavyweight mm-hmm. division, right? Mm-hmm. So here mm-hmm. we have Mr. Uh, Joseph Parker, who trains out of Las Vegas. He built his own gym here, mm. doing uh, what. You're doing, Frank. You're built his own gym here. He is the WBO heavyweight. Yes, he is. He won it from Andy Ruiz, Mm -hmm. um, who's also a very good uh, heavyweight fighter. He won (laughs) it. what? No. Oh, okay. All right. I, Andy Ruiz it was a mm-hmm. very tough majority decision. Um, there's some people that actually feel Andy Ruiz had beaten him. It, it was mm-hmm. a good fight. It was a good fight. Definitely showed the skill level of Joseph Parker, who is a big person. He's very big. He's very fast. He's very agile. He uses the jab well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Parker's 24 0, 18 knockouts. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, if you. Uh, this guy, Anthony Joshua, who we have talked about on the show before, mm-hmm. is the man who dethroned Klitschko. Yeah, right? that was a fantastic fight. And that was the tester. That yeah. was really the tester. Can this kid, 20-0, 20 knockouts, Olympic gold medalist, mm-hmm. can he live up to the hype? And that was the fight that showed us, okay, yes, he can. Now, here's a, a little thing for phone boot fighting listeners who want to kind of do their research before they get excited over watching this next fight. His next fight after that is against um, heavyweight named uh, Takam. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as good. No, actually, it actually kind of uh, pulled a little steam out of the sale. Mm. And 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 uh, recently, when you know when we talk about it, and, and we, in why? Fact, Let me ask uh, why. He just didn't, didn't dominate, yeah. and the guy was more of a journeyman, a good skilled guy, but older, not somebody that was considered a threat to win the fight. Yeah. And basically, Joshua, because of the hype of coming off of knocking out Klitschko, mm-hmm. uh, on paper, the thought was he should run this guy over. It shouldn't yeah. go six rounds. Yeah. And it did, and you know he won. It wasn't a close fight. But it wasn't a blowout. Gotcha. It wasn't a dominating, you're the heavyweight champ of the world, and this guy shouldn't have been in there with you. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and and here's the thing, too, is that uh, even, you know, the other day when uh, uh, Do It All Bob, Bob Ware was wrapping yeah. his hands, and, you know, in the, in, in the Mayweather gym, it's very old mm-hmm. school. We talk about boxing. We're talking about Joseph Parker. We're talking about uh, Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, as we all talk about these type of things, like one of the things I'd said was, I feel like Anthony Joshua is kind of like, in boxing right now, our version of the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, you know, in the in, in the Marvel with the Incredible Hulk, 
the more you attack him, the more you like you challenge him, the bigger and stronger he actually yeah. gets. I feel like Anthony Joshua is that guy where mm. when he fought Klitschko, he lived, he matched up to the fight. Yeah, he fights to his opponents. Yeah, and saying. then and then when Takam fight him, then that's you know that's how much you're attacking. Well, that's how much I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And what makes this fight so exciting, Richard? Even if you're not a boxing fan, is this guy? I believe Joseph Parker mm-hmm. is going to fight the fight of his life. He is mm-hmm. he has trained his tail off. He is in phenomenal shape. This guy is moving fast. Amazing. Jeff Bob Aram swears that this guy is going to destroy this guy. Mm-hmm. And actually, the, re- the I believe that he is going to come at his very best. And that's the reason why I believe we're about to see why this guy is as amazing as he is. He's the incredible. You Hulk. think Anthony Johnson, uh, Joshua rises to the occasion? Oh yes, I think I actually think he uh, Anthony Joshua knocks him out, and I, mm-hmm. and I think Anthony Joshua um, finishes him. You know, kind of like uh, Wilder Ortiz, probably later rounds, now stoppage. The, now, this is a title unification fight. So yes. Joshua's got the WBA and the IBF. Parker's got the WBO. Now, over there on the uh, left side of our screen, Anthony Joshua is holding three belts. Did he? And he's got a green one. He's got the IBO. Well, oh, the IBO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So where is uh, where's the WBC? The WBC point? is Deontay Wilder's belt. Oh, right. Okay. So then... Uh, if uh, one of these guys, I mean, ultimately everything will be unified, won't it? Exactly. And this is the first time we would have because had... the winner will get Deontay Wilder. Exactly. And this is the first time, and and it's fun to see this because we haven't had the Ali versus Frazier one mm-hmm. in a long time. And mm-hmm. this would be, you know, how that was the fight of the century. Ali Frazier won yeah. two undefeated heavyweights. You know, the, even in the movie, they were like, yeah, Joe, you want to fight me because no matter what, you'll never really know if you're the real champ mm-hmm. until you actually fight me. And then Joe Frazier, you know, beats him the first fight yeah. and then the whole trailer. We have that potential here. And in fact, Eddie Hearn, who is Anthony Joshua's promoter, had already talked about, should this come to fruition? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to sign a guaranteed two-fight deal in where the first fight will happen in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. Massive money is going to happen. But then the second fight's going to happen in England no matter who wins or loses anyways because they'll probably pack over 100,000 people. That's one arena. thing about boxing. They may not have the big fights as frequently as MMA does, but when they do have yeah. the big fights, they can really They're turn Super them Bowls. out. Yeah, absolutely, especially overseas for the attendance record. It's, it's insane, Richard. And, and, yeah. and this is where you know I keep going back to you, man. Mm-hmm. Isn't it time for us phone boot fighting to start getting our boxing credentials on? We're some working of these? on it. We're doing it. How I, about we go for this one? Yeah, Anthony yeah. Joshua, Deontay Wilder. That'd be a good one. I tell you what, if I was going to be in a place where a hundred thousand people were trying to watch a boxing match, I'd have to have a media credential because I can't think of anything worse than sitting in the 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 ninety nine percentile section of a, or I should say, like the one percentage uh, uh, section of a uh, hundred thousand people trying to make out what's happening in a boxing ring. That would be rough. It would be, uh, yeah. Does that make sense? What I just yeah. said. Yeah, no, it does. It does. What I was I, trying I, to say is, there's going to be a lot of bad things. <laughs> I need a good media seat. So. I was going to ask you, um, what did what did you think when you saw Wilder knock out Ortiz, and in the way it happened? Well, I mean, I first of all, I thought that we were seeing for the first time in a very long time 
a heavyweight fight with a compelling narrative throughout the fight. One the, one of the tough things about boxing, in my opinion, and it, a lot of times it's because of the way the, the matchmaking is done, especially when fighters are working their way up to main event status, is a lot of times whatever happens in the first couple of rounds is going to be the story of the fight. It, maybe you're going to see a knockout, but if you don't see a knockout, a lot of times you're going to see eight of those 10 rounds or 10 of those 12 rounds basically repeat themselves the same way. So it's kind of like, and, and we get that in MMA too, but it's shorter. So if you see two dominant rounds, you go, okay, well, there's going to be another one of these probably, but the good news is it's only 15 minutes long. and boxing, it's much longer. So I, I, I would say that, that if, if anything sort of bums me out sometimes when I see that narrative playing out, it's that. But when I see the back and forth, when I see that there's, you know, some uh, some moments of resilience and, uh, you know, the come from behind possibilities and all that, that's when uh, I really invest in boxing. And, and you know, we saw that through through my awareness a lot of times in the lighter weight classes. I mean, the, you know, Pacquiao the, the, the Morales the, yeah. Barrera, you know, those back and forth fights, that kind of thing, uh, where you would really have to go back and look on paper and go, Okay, who who won more rounds here, and which ones were they? You know, and who won more rounds out of this fight versus that fight? I mean, it's a it's it's not a foregone conclusion, and I like that. That's what I guess what I'm trying to say is that what what I noticed is the the absence of a foregone conclusion. That and, was nice. And now we see the, that excitement. Yeah. Now to you, sir, on this one, Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker, who do you pick? Well, I think it just comes down to the again uh, when you get two great skilled fighters. The bigger guy has an advantage, and you know, and Joshua Parker just, or Anthony Joshua is just too big. He's a legitimate six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound athlete. I think mean, you're not, too, but you're not buying into the fact that Joseph Parker's last fight in where he won in the UK against Huey, Huey, Huey Fury. Six, six. You know, yeah, but dude. different athleticism, different explosiveness. Okay. You know, and, and the fact that I've seen now Joshua get up off the canvas from being hit with a legitimate shot from Klitschko, he's shown he has heart. That's the only equation when I first saw Anthony fighting. I'm like, all right, this guy is a dominant fighter. He has good skills. He's a great athlete. This guy has never been on the receiving end of an ass whooping. What's he going to do when he finally gets there? And that's usually the th problem with most big, powerful athletes. They're mentally weak because we're used to running people over. We're, we're used to walking in the gym and going, well, I can fucking take everybody's lunch here. You know, like, and what happens is the first time they're exposed and put there, it's a panic. You know, most humans panic when you go into unknown territory. Mm -hmm. First time you go on stage, first time you go in front of a classroom, first time you get your ass handed to you. A lot of people buckle down. Very few human beings, the first ass whooping they receive, rise to the occasion. But but what happens is most of us aren't 260-pound phenom 1% athletes. So we got our ass whoopings back in grade school and wrestling around with our brothers and sisters you know as kids so you've gotten it out of your system you know what it's like to get your ass kicked and and now you're like okay that's not awful that's not the worst thing quitting is the worst thing i'll push through it you know and now but when i saw anthony joshua getting dropped i think there was a sixth by uh, uh klitschko who landed the right hand that floors everybody for him to get up and recover and then kind of almost i think it was in the eighth got tagged again a little bit where he got hurt again i'm like holy shit man this guy's showing heart 
And that to me makes him super scary because it's like, okay, you know, Parker, I've heard nothing but phenomenal things from him. I know he's extremely skilled. He might even be slightly better at combinations and hand speed. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, technique is great. But then once you get technique within a certain realm, now it's going to come down to heart and willpower. And I've seen Anthony's in a big scenario in front of 90,000 people in front of a hometown fighting a legend getting up off the canvas and going back and winning via knockout, it's hard for me to, to pick against Anthony Joshua now. Like I said, he, he showed the one element that I had doubt. I'm like, well, I mean, as a, if I profile this guy, it's pretty easy to say that he probably is not going to be that mentally tough because of all the advantages he has. I couldn't have been more wrong. He is extremely mentally tough, has a lot of heart. So heart in that body with the skill set that he has – I, I don't see anybody beating him. High praise from the greatest heavyweight MMA fighter of all time, Richard Hunter. So my thing to you is, so you saw Wilder do the same thing. Yeah. Show adversity, knocked out, legitimate, yeah. undefeated. If Anthony Joshua does, does win this fight, and now we do see Joshua versus Wilder. Mm -hmm. First fight happens right here in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. Who you picking, Richard Hunter, with your expert mind, the man you know who's been there. You know what? I'll tell you that after I see this fight, and here's why. For uh, and you, you start out the segment by pointing this out, and 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 it's a valid point that uh, that the Vladimir Klitschko fight was Anthony Joshua's coming out party. I think it's possible that uh, that this fight with Joseph Parker might be a closer test to fighting a heavyweight in his true prime because you know Vladimir Klitschko's got a Hall of Fame career no question but, he was but 42 in turn right in terms of when he encountered him as as valiant of an effort as that was this maybe even more so than that is going to be a better test even though to the casual boxing fan uh Joshua Parker's not going to have the big name that Vladimir Klitschko has. Man, I just love these segments. You see how you guys are so yeah. – this, this is like a boxing podcast right I, I'll now. call it right now. I, I still – I mean, I think Deontay has a phenomenal right hand, and if he lands that, he's always in a fight. But I think he's clumsy on the inside. Anthony Joshua actually could be a defensive end in the NFL. Like the guy's coordinated even on the inside. You see it with his left hook, his way he bounces. His feet, he's a more coordinated athlete. Deontay is great on the outside. He's super long. Uh, you know, his right hand has to go out there as one of the best straight right hands in the heavyweight division of all time. I mean, shit, man. He's knocked out everybody who's ever been in front of him. He has a phenomenal – he's quick. His one-two is fast, super long. I mean, what's his reach again? Like 85, 86? It's, it's retarded, right? But when you've seen Ortiz get in close and when he bounces back, he doesn't have an inside game. His inside game, he's kind of clumsy. He, he looks like a basketball player, where if you get on the inside of a center or a power forward, it's like, yeah, they're not guards. They're a little uncoordinated. Their feet are long. They got big feet. They're just, you know, stepping in, you know, the coordination's off. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's face it, that height comes with some kind of uh, consequence. Mm -hmm. There's no free lunch. You can't have it all. And he has superior range and length and speed, but. When he backs up, like I was even watching him, like, man, 
he's he's clumsy once you get inside that jab. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, his feet, he, he almost falls over himself, you know, which he's long, skinny legs, you know, and and Joshua doesn't have that problem. He's coordinated on the inside. So his six foot six height didn't seem to cost him that inside ability where he has a nice tight left hook, that right uppercut is sharp. You know what I mean? He looks he has a good inside game and a long game. Wow. All right, Angelo, tell everybody uh, – well, before we tell everybody how to follow you, we'll remind you real quick that the fight, uh, Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker, can be seen on Showtime on March 31st, and they're fighting over in uh, Cardiff, Wales. Real quick, yeah. before I go. Yeah. So you're believing that Nganu can beat Anthony Joshua? <laughs> what? Francis no, no, Ngannou? No, Ngannou said that, that he'd like to challenge Anthony Joshua. I thought in, you didn't read this. In a boxing match? Oh, that's just to get hype. Come on. <laughs> Anthony Ngannou would get if it, I would give Anthony Ngannou my win purse on this next fight Francis. if he lasted Francis yeah. oh, if he okay. lasted two rounds with Anthony Joshua I mean that's stupid I hate so okay look look <sighs> we might be able to get some clicks off of that say that again clean Frank <laughs> in three two if Francis Ngannou could last three rounds with Anthony Joshua I would give him my win bonus after I smash Fedor. Wasn't it two in the first take? Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? I started doing the math in my yeah. head. No, you he heard Mrs. Mirror's voice in his yeah. head. What the fuck? What, what is this everybody's posting about? All right, I'll go back with two. Okay. If he can last two rounds. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua has a gas tank. Francis doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he trained hard. It just some guys have certain athletic capabilities. And Francis Ngannou is a powerful athlete. He might be the most powerful athlete ever to be in the mm -hmm. UFC or in MMA. If we sit there and go, hit that pad as hard as you can, dude, he's the gold medalist, right? I get it. But if I sit there and go, okay, now lift that sandbag up and run over with it, he's probably going to come in last place in the heavyweight division. Yeah. His cardio just isn't very good. He's just not built for it. He's built for it. He has a lot, a lot of white fiber tissue, extremely explosive, no endurance. And it's not because he doesn't train hard. The guy does train hard. It's just I try to explain to people, like certain athletes – you have certain. I mean, some guys can be really good at running 800 meters. Some guys are good at, at indoor 60 meter. Different athletes have different capabilities that they're naturally gifted towards. Now, with those gifts, you can try to accentuate them and improve upon them, and you can bring up your weaknesses. But if you weren't born as a natural marathon runner, I don't give a shit how much you try. You're never going to win the Boston Marathon. Yeah. You might become a better marathon runner that you were born as. You can improve upon what you were given by the genetic lottery, but you're never going to go ahead and excel and beat the rest of the world at something you weren't born naturally good at. It just doesn't work that way. And I know there's all that like, well, you got to tell, you know, uh, my parents told me I could be anything I want to be. And that's why you're an idiot working at fucking McDonald's now because you didn't set your goals correctly and sit there and try to be logical about what is within your capabilities and what you can honestly do. And as martial artists, we have to do that all the time. You have to sit there and go, well, I'm good at this. I'm not so good at that. This is how I'm going to game plan. You can't sit there and go, well, shit, I'm going to stand here with Francis Ngannou and knock him out and prove a point. All right, you're probably going to have a short night. You're like, or you could jump on him and push him against the cage for five minutes, and then when he gasses and his tongue falls out of his head, hit a single, take him down, and choke him unconscious. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a certain game planning for certain things. And, and Francis, you know, just sit there and imagine that you can go with a gold medalist. Like, I mean, that's what kind of pisses me off. I know we call people out, but there has to be a certain amount of respect in our sport, you know? Like, that's the heavyweight champ of the fucking world. He's a gold medalist in the Olympics. Have some, now, if Anthony Joshua says he wants to fight me in an MMA fight, I'll eat his lunch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you say a boxing match, I'll be like, hey, man, I'll be proud if I can get last. If I can make it into the second round, I'll consider that an accomplishment. Yeah. If I can survive three minutes with the best heavyweight boxer in the world, that's something. I, I mean, in between the round, I'll look at Jen and be like, honey, we did it. I might get knocked out in the next fucking round, but I'll be proud to go that far. Yeah. Because I have to respect what a guy's accomplishments are. And I know that we're in this Conor McGregor era of calling motherfuckers out, but Dude, let's just not be stupid about this shit. You know what I mean? Because it's just disrespectful. You don't want someone to disrespect your accomplishments, but at the same time, we're going to sit there and and some guy who's never had a fucking boxing match is going to sit there and say he could fight the best one. In the, uh, come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. You Where know you what I mean? go, Angelo. You hit that button. See? And, and right. Right. It's just, right. yeah. That's irritating. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. the same shit. I mean, that's the same level as hearing some fucking guy that spars and trains at his fucking local gym thinks that he can fucking come whoop my ass in an MMA fight. You know what I mean? Like, so how many fights have you had? Uh, no, but I think I got, dude, really have some fucking respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, this is my world. If you walk into my house, you think you're going to fucking take my food off my table? This is my spot. You know what I mean? And, and the same thing. Like, that's Anthony Joshua's home. Mm-hmm. Boxing. That's his. He's he's earned the respect that everybody should have. You're not going to sit there and say you're going to go out there and fucking just, oh, I could go with him. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm so proud of the champ, which is why he's the greatest. Statistically. You know what? Statistically. You know what he is, Angelo? He's my greatest. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, one last thing, um, because I just realized you didn't, since you didn't know that, you must be missing a bunch of stuff. Frank, would you like to tell... uh, Richard, just real fast before we end the show. Uh, oh, wait, we're not ending the show. Oh, oh I'm sorry. My go second. Ahead. Tell, tell no, no, go ahead. Tell what you got. Okay, sorry, Frank. Would you like Sean to tell? Sean's love over here. Uh, would you like to tell? Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Tell, okay, would what you, you like have to tell, tell Richard? Me, Frank? Uh, well, this, like, this turned into to Dr. Mori all of a sudden, didn't it? <laughs> What, when, what do you mean? Uh, what does Frank have to tell me? No, I, no, I thought no, no, we were so coming on the show you're, you're, to celebrate yeah. our anniversary. What? No, no, he has something uh, to tell me? Your teammate on a hula team. Oh, I didn't know. If, could we have her come up here and talk about it? No, uh, no. but uh, we can go into the... Uh, she. I think she already posted it. Oh, she then, posted it. I mean, uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to say yeah. nothing because that's that's yeah. her. Yeah. I, can we go into the uh, at Anna Hula time? This is big stuff. This okay. is big stuff. This is, this is breaking stuff. This is the okay. first one that... Because she wanted to personally... Talk to Jen and Frank because she's very close with Jen and Frank, and okay. let them know also. Well, um, and this is breaking news stuff. So. What? Well, I, at, I at, yeah, at this isn't involving like some sort of weird uh, uh, surrogate pregnancy or something. It's nothing like that. that. Mrs. Okay. Mere break. At, Wait, now she's getting involved. At A N A. Okay. J U L A T O N. Why are you pulling this up? Is Skype ringing? What is going on here? We've no, lost control. Me, of the show. Oh, that's me. you. That's you. It's okay. me calling the wife. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Love. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. So we've got her Instagram pulled up. Oh, it's not. Uh, she hasn't posted it up yet. I okay. Know it's going up. It's going up today. So go ahead, Frank. Let, let Richard. Well, no, Anna uh, came off of, I mean, 
we talked about her last fight and how my opinion on it was that she was burnt out. And I think she did a lot of soul searching. She talked a lot with, you know, with, with, obviously with uh, Angelo. And uh, she came up to the conclusion that, you know, it's time to move on to the next aspect of her life. And uh, fighting professionally is going to be behind her now. She's retiring from the sport of MMA and boxing. Even before the conclusion of the boxing match she's supposed to have with uh, Heather Hardy, yeah. which I told her made me very proud because sometimes as fighters, you know, uh, you see a lot of guys go out there and they keep fighting for the wrong reasons, you know, for paychecks or because they feel obligated to. Yeah. So for her to be able to make that call, I was actually, as a teammate, proud that she knew that if you don't have it in your heart, you know, it's time to, you know, to, to make that adjustment. She did. And okay. that was made official privately. Um, she spoke to Alan Tremblay, her longtime uh-huh. mentor, father figure, um, uh, Mr. Air Canada, um, uh, at 7 a.m. And then her next call was Mr. Scott Coker, uh-huh. a Bellator. Right. And then, um, uh, yes, he's a the Bellator president promoter of, currently. Yes. Yeah. And then um, Frank and Jen was actually in the list of the of your, of your five digits in your hands. And yeah. she was like, I really want to tell uh, – Jen and Frank. Okay. Before I, before I let it all out. All right. Well, that know, is news so. to me, but uh, but you know, congratulations to her on a obviously well in in, in boxing. A, a, yeah, a, she's a hall of famer. Hall of Famer yeah. career, and and in mixed martial arts, you know, one of the one of the the few uh, that's that's you know pioneered the transition. I mean, you know, you got the example of Holly Holm and a few others, and I think you know once that probably becomes much you know more commonplace as the decades uh, uh, progress and the sports you know merge into to to one or hybrids of or whatever, then she'll you know no doubt be looked at as one of the pioneers in doing that. Oh, now with the female MMA, she's uh, really into Bella, yeah, of course. I wanted you know Bella. obviously Bella's mm-hmm. coming up now and and just in general that's opening up the gym. I, I I told her that if she stays here in Vegas, there's a lot of opportunities for coaching and, and even just teaching martial arts to yeah. women that don't want to be professional fighters. Yeah. I think it's a lot less intimidating learning from a woman if you're a woman. So I think that you know, you know especially the way the world's going with women entering into martial arts mm-hmm. and wrestling the way that they are and, and all the different aspects, you know, in boxing, I think that uh that there's a whole opportunity for her to really step in and be a pioneer in the coaching and mentoring area. Yeah, and, and Frank, let me talk about that real quick because I know that even Kevin Ioli wrote that story about how when we were first working together, Anna was a, a really good connector on us, on you and me learning yeah. each other. So as a as a coach, if she transitions to that, what do you think? Uh, in all honesty. No, honestly, yeah. I think Anna understands what it's like to be in there and combative, and, and she also has a good mind for as far as and is able to speak well. I think that's important. A lot of athletes are able to do things and fight and understand it, but they can't convey it to others. And I think that she has a, you know, uh, a good uh, grasp of it to be able to also you know, to transfer those thoughts over to others. And, and that's really the secret. I mean, there are a lot of great fighters out there, but they don't necessarily make great teachers, great professors, yeah. great instructors. And I think that Anna has the... Uh, the proper tools to do so. So I think that's a, you know, a real exciting time for her to make this transition. I just realized that since I showed her my secret finishing move and she was never able to use it, now I'm going to need to pass it on to someone else. Yeah, Bella. Um, maybe. I think you got Bella. Maybe. Though. she. Yeah, Frank's sitting over there thinking, oh, God. <laughs> trying to get her all the right habits. We don't need to ruin it this early. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Maybe so. Thanks all for right. having all me. All right, Andrews. tell everybody how to follow you, Angela. Uh, at Reyes Striking on uh, Twitter, at yes. Reyes Boxing on Instagram. Yes. I'm on uh, – follow Frank and you follow me. That's, all right. That's Thank works. you, Angela. Hey, real Thank quick. Sean, come over here. We need to give uh, Anything Goes a little love yeah. here. Uh, come we can on take over a, here. 30-second break yeah. and we'll yeah. transfer over. Yeah, okay. 
All right. Here comes uh, Frank. Okay. All right. Frank's going to – you know what? Just step out here, Frank. Sean, why don't you come over here? And then, okay, there goes Frank. All right. Get out of your shot here, Frank, because I'm going to keep talking. All right. I'm not going to say that to him again. Yeah, okay. I'll get my ass whooped. What did you say? I said, get out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now here's Sean. Sean is the producer of uh, Anything Goes. It's a tough life. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having us up here. It was sort of hastily organized, and I know we got Big Mikey over here sitting in your chair, and you're, you. It's all good, man. This is as much your home as it is ours. Well, that's nice so. of you to say. You know, we broadcast here from the Bent Pixel Studios. What we've basically gotten ourselves involved in with your uh, Anything Goes crew with uh, Forrest Griffin and TJ Lavin. It's like we got us a podcast timeshare. It you is. Know? Just like out there on the Redneck Riviera somewhere. <laughs> we, typically, though, with the timeshares, you got to make sure that you're not vacationing at the same time as the other family. But with us, not a problem. It turns you know? into a party. It turns into a party, absolutely. A big timeshare party. Yeah, and so uh, if we'd have just had TJ, we would have been firing on uh, all four cylinders of this four-cylinder engine. Well, you engine. know, he, he would be here if he could. Oh, absolutely. But, I know he would be, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks for kind of helping us throw this one together. And like I said, we had, we had Jim Florentine Skyping in and Angelo stopping by. We had all kinds of – we had a retirement breakout. I didn't know somebody was retiring. That happened. So, what I wanted to do, though, is for our phone booth fighting listeners, obviously your Anything Goes crew already knows all the, the stories. But uh, I just kind of wanted to uh, tell our listeners, maybe sort of via through you – not only about who the stars of anything goes are, but when you guys tape, when you post, what what maybe if there's a particular episode you would like for people to go back and and look at. If there's you know one episode you would point people toward to kind of get a feel for what you guys do, because I, I want to get I want uh, I want our listeners to become your listeners as well. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think we started. I mean, realistically, they started um, the anything goes thing just to kind of. They just bullshit to each other. Yeah, and it's what it's what they do, and I mean that's really what it became. It turns into more of a conversation as opposed to some organized. Like your organization is awesome. Oh, thanks. Because we Thank we, we roll into the studio and yeah. turn on the mics and just, they just go. That's okay too. I mean, you know, even yeah. if it's if it's without a guest, with a guest, um, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So we we post on Wednesdays. Yeah. So I guess it would have been today yep. essentially. Um. We record just whenever. Yeah. There's, no, there's no real re- record schedule okay. anymore, especially with okay. the TJ schedule for yeah. schedule. But you guys basically try to crank out a weekly episode. Yeah, if okay. we can. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep, yep. And uh, Bent Pixels here uh, also shepherds our YouTube uh, vessel uh, for you guys and for us and for a number of other notable podcasts. And they're great at uh, helping us combat the piracy out there and all that sort of thing and uh, making the YouTube videos uh, look good. And I know you and, uh, and Daniel uh, here helps us out uh, a lot with that. So Absolutely. If you, if you watch us on uh, our Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel, then uh, you have Bent Pixels. Uh, to thank for that. Uh, what? Uh, well, here I'll just go ahead and ask you, since uh, n- another one over here right now, and Frank's left the room. Who do you like better, TJ or Forrest? <laughs> um, they're, they're they're both good. They have different. They have you know they both have their different quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I made the mistake. I mean, I wouldn't call it a mistake. I joked with Forrest one time because uh, he likes to have the door locked down the stairs whenever mm-hmm. we're recording, and I said, and I was like, why is that? Because uh, you're afraid Anderson Silva is going to come up behind you. Jeez. Yeah, I, I I didn't hold back. You know, I mean, anything goes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I 
kind of scared the light of God into me. Um, yeah. We're how, good. We're good now. How'd that go over? How, what oh, was it was the, fine. I think, I think yeah. Forrest, Forrest, you know, he's a good guy. He took it in stride. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're good. Yeah, by stride, do you mean it? It just it was like one step over the table to get. It to might have been. Or? It might have been one step. Yeah, like I, I, he was one step from from probably throwing me through that wall. Yeah. So wow. um, okay. No, nah, but I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean anything by it. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm not intimidating. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. do anything. Well, you might be burying the lead here. What's the story about uh, making sure the door's locked? Does he have somebody he, after him? I don't know. Does he owes somebody money. He just said he doesn't want anybody to be able to come up behind him. Okay, I get that. My dog Whatever. Mel doesn't like that either. He <laughs> always keeps his back to a wall. Well, you know what? That's safety first with with Forrest. And I yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what about uh, what about TJ? Did you know either one of the guys prior to doing the I podcast say, like, for I, very long? I knew him. Like I, I think I'd, I'd met him a couple okay. of times. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, I, I watched both of them when they were in their prime. I mean, TJ. I was I was big in X Games okay. when I was growing up. So yeah. for me, you know, TJ was awesome. Him and yeah. you know Travis Pastrana. Yeah. All those X Games guys. Um, so that, that, that's kind of it. Okay. And it, and, and how did you get in, how did you get brought into the podcast? Uh, Daniel actually was, he kind of, he gave me a call. Okay. So he, he actually, he's, he's here with Ben Pixels and right. he, he called me up. He's like, Hey, we're thinking about doing a podcast. Uh, we, we got these two guys, Forrest and TJ. I don't know if you know who they are. Yeah. And we were uh, looking for a producer. Okay. And I, I kind of right. jumped on board and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Now what about, uh, what about, what about TJ? What's he like to work with? What's a when you when you tell people you do this uh, uh, gig, and you're telling them a little bit about who's involved and that sort of thing. And more people know who Forrest is. Yeah, more more people know Forrest than they know TJ. Well, that makes sense because I mean, from a from a modern mainstream perspective, network television, all that kind of stuff. However, in that world, and I I've been exposed to that X Games extreme athlete world. Boy, those guys are hardcore, and if it's not like they in that world, they just know who TJ is a little bit. Mm -hmm. If they know, they definitely know that that guy is uh, is is uh, X Games Royal. But I think at this point, TJ's kind of popularity in the world has mm -hmm. come from his MTV show. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like Ron Jeremy, um, <laughs> because it's been uh, Mikey. Uh, you just chime in here yeah. from the porn perspective. I mean, you think about how many decades it's been at this point since Ron Jeremy has actually fucked on film. But he's done so many uh, reality shows and, and music video cameos and all that kind of stuff that he's become this sort of pop culture celebrity. More people know him from that. Yeah, my first job in porn was about six and a half, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And we used to shoot this site called Jurassic Cock. It was with <laughs> really old dudes. And my boss at the time was really wanted to get a scene with Ron Jeremy because he knew that like he knew that he would. But sure. he was, wasn't like performing anymore. But so, like six years ago, it was probably the last time there was ever a whiff of him performing. On Literally screen. a yeah. whiff. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever been around Ron for any length of time, um, now was was he able to secure that? That was that like uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis uh, just did his last uh, film with the uh, what's that movie called about the tailor the. Oh, thread the uh, I'm I'm lost already. Thread. I, I forgot the name of it. But yeah, I heard. Sorry, I was trying to impress and yeah. fuck <laughs> it up. No, yeah. we uh, the, the you company, weren't able to. Well, the company it. stopped doing that site and they switched to something called Passion HD. Like, Are you really, telling me that the Jurassic Cock series literally went extinct? It did. Yes. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> <laughs> I recovered. Yeah. See what I did there? I fell in a hole. Took a moment. Took a beat. Zing. And I recovered. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jurassic cock. Yeah. How many of those did you shoot? Um, I was only around. Well, I was around right when they were transitioning from like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to try to just switch to more ro- like romance stuff. Yeah. So I think only like two. Okay. And it was with this guy, his old guy named Dirty Harry. Mm. And it was pretty funny uh, story I always go tell. Go ahead. <laughs> make my, no, make uh, my day. There you go. All of our guys <laughs> were getting paid. I'll just they were getting paid about four hundred, about the range of guys we use. Yeah. So I was filling out the paperwork and I wrote four hundred and my boss comes over and he goes, Wait, what did you put for Dirty Harry's rate? I'm at four hundred. He goes, No, 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 no. Dirty Harry gets paid two fifty and he's fucking lucky he gets that. <laughs> <laughs> you overpaid Dirty Harry? Well, no, they caught it before he actually oh, got okay. paid. But I just assumed because every other scene we've done, the guy got four hundred. And and we were like and my boss came over was very very adamant that Dirty Harry only gets two fifty. <laughs> I feel like Dirty Harry's got a got some history. That is, man. I tell you what, Sean. When you're getting paid four hundred dollars to fucking a porno, and somebody looks at the paperwork and goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Too much. Hang on there, uh, <laughs> Prince Charming. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, who inflated your self worth there, but nope. uh, I've got you checking in at uh, two fifty. Wow. All right. Uh, well, good. Well, I wonder, how does everybody, uh, obviously anything goes available on iTunes and that sort of thing. You guys are on YouTube, but uh, uh, any other place we need to look for you guys? No, I mean, TJ, TJ's the one that you know, tweets all that stuff out. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Now, see, this is, this is what Forrest is afraid of. Frank Mayer <laughs> literally just snuck up behind you. Uh, and uh, and and could have ended your life, but chose not to. Um, well, like I said, I think Forrest is about to end my life that day. So oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah. good now. This guy, I, right, you, you, I got it. Yeah, yeah. You you have to go back and listen to your own <laughs> podcast for once because you just missed. First of all, you just missed one of the greatest porn stories I've ever heard from Mikey. That's I know it didn't take very long. You just step out for a second. You wasted it when I left. <laughs> I had to fill the void. You, oh, you can listen stuff. on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. absolutely. And while you're listening on iTunes, uh, click on those five stars, uh, will you? That uh, is uh, very beneficial to us. Won't cost you a thing. And uh, if you have an extra moment or two, write us a favorable review. That is very helpful to us as well in uh, or iTunes. Dirty Harry will find you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Boy, what do you hear the story, Frank? I'll tell you after we wrap. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's do this. Frank, tell everybody about that uh, Amazon banner on the front of phoneboothfighting.com. Well, hey, you know, it's one of the easiest ways to help us out here at the show. You go through Phone Booth Fighting. You see our Amazon banner. Click on that before you do any of your shopping for your wants and needs because a small percentage at no extra cost to you will come back to here to us at the show so that we can pay Mikey to fucking tell stories when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> asshole <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 please uh please do that for us and uh really above and beyond anything else and same goes for uh, anything goes and force griffin and tj lavin tell a friend you know that's how we grow this thing one listener at a time you just spread the word you tell your buddy who's a fan of mma or just good conversation in general next thing you know we have a new listener and you and your buddy have something to talk about hey did you hear the latest episode of phone booth fighting or anything goes and then you got something to talk about sometimes to argue over and that's we just gotta have you guys on the show again because you the first time you guys came on anything goes it mm-hmm. might have been our most listened slash watched to episode okay. we did well hey now all right anytime you guys want us to come on i mean just I was, shut that you, show down just join it us might have to. fighting <laughs> let's just be real the forest is weird we'll keep him i like tj 
Just do it, man. <laughs> I'm getting thrown out the window, so it's all good. No, <laughs> we got there. We need a chair. We we don't have anybody sitting there, man. It's an open chair now. Yeah, but you guys have stiff competition though, because mm-hmm. it was between like you guys. Uh, we had Megan Olivia and Joe B. Oh, and yeah. And then we had we had Stipe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's a get. That's a big get. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest came through on that one. That he w- sure did, man. That's that's working at the so UFC it, training center, paying off. Of right the there. thirty plus episodes we're into yeah. so far, I think Forrest has brought in three guests. Okay. And two of them are Stipe and then Megan and Joe. So he's come with with uh, quality over. Is quantity. our show still beating that one? It might be actually. Yeah. It's between you guys are ahead of the Stipe one, but yeah. maybe not ahead of Megan and Joe. Yeah. yeah Megan's got Megan's got like her. Her fans. Well, they're, yeah, they're, she's a good they're an attractive couple. I mean, let's uh, be honest. I mean, that's always always. They're gonna make good-looking midget children. Oh my gosh, <laughs> will they ever? I mean, always. They're gonna be small. They're gonna yeah. be like my Yorkies. They're yeah, right, right. You know? yeah, and they're gonna be. You know, they're always gonna be like very fashionably dressed. Oh I yeah. Mean, they're just always gonna be. Yeah, you're not gonna ever catch them off guard on a bad day. <laughs> Five feet of just great fashion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, good stuff, Sean. Well, listen, thanks for helping us put this one together. Let's uh, don't let it be so long next time. And thanks to all you. Uh, anything goes. Let's Listeners for hanging in with us here uh, on uh, phone booth fighting and letting us uh, crash the party. Frank and I uh, really appreciate See, the it. The problem is all the anything goes. They they know my face now. I'm used to being the guy behind the mic. So oh. this is actually the first time I've. You're been like on the guy Twitter. that they're like. What, yeah. what was the neighbor from the? Uh, the home was yeah. Home? Oh yeah, home yeah, 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 you know. Our neighbor, yeah. Wow, this is the first time anybody's seen you. Yeah, on camera. Now, I'm, now I'm exposed. Nobody's gonna know who I am. Okay. Hey. You're never really gonna get gas without getting hassled again now. I guess man. not. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> welcome to my world, buddy. You're screwed. No. Get ready. Get, yeah, get ready for the DMs to start flowing in. Everybody's flowing gonna want to know in. if uh, Sean's You're single. You're gonna have to warn your girl, here. man. It's gonna get rough. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just gonna. Okay. Yeah. Don't even tell her about this episode, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, thanks for uh, helping us put this one together. Yeah. Now. Thank Appreciate you guys. It. Like I said, yeah. all right. it's good having you guys here. Frank, we are joined in the phone booth fighting Bent Pixel Studios now by a very uh, special guest, good friend of ours and supporter, Brandon Addison. Yeah, thank you. It's great Lean, to be here. Come into that mic right. there. It's there great you to go. be here, man. I appreciate it. Go. Good to see you. What, uh, how, what, to what do we owe the pleasure? We, we know LowTNation.com is based in Atlanta, so uh, out here doing your... Uh, Doing your uh, uh, compulsive gambling thing, or what's going on? A little bit, oh, possibly, okay. yeah. possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually out here setting up a stem cell service. We're going to be doing stem cell replacements for anything like post-trauma, post-injury, post-self. I popped my Achilles completely about for guys that need to heal a lot faster. Yeah. I've actually used it myself. I popped my Achilles completely about three years ago and uh, was jogging again within four months. Wow. Like, that's unheard of. You can't do that. You know, and I was 40 at the time. You damn sure can't do that. What is the new stuff on stem cell? You always hear, like, it's it's kind of hamstringed a little bit in regulation. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of the things you got to work around? Um, Well, that's the beauty. The the legislation has opened up a lot. As long as the sourcing of the actual stem cells is is adequately, you know, as long as it's done right. So we're going through a company that actually goes out and gets donated placentas. Like when a baby is born, you sign one little checkbox, like, yeah, I'll donate my placenta to whatever. You don't know where it's going. Well, this company buys up a bunch of them, spends out the actual live active stem cells, and those are what we can inject into people. They add a and an injury or you know right after a surgery you can even inject it into cartilage and regrow cartilage i mean there's a lot of applications for it it's wow. it's amazing yeah i i uh i was telling brandon off air because we were talking before we started the show that uh i have a friend who uh whose dog has actually had stem cell therapy it's like an old dog had a bad hip stuff like that so 
pretty amazing what's possible. And my plan, Brandon, is to live forever. So uh, hopefully uh, by the time we get to the fourth quarter with this thing, and we're not that far off mm-hmm. in my case, uh, we're going to make some advancements. So I always like it when you bring the good news. All right. LowTNation.com is the website. And uh, like I said, you hear us talk about it uh, all the time, Frank and I. I know that, uh, Brandon, we've had a lot of our listeners call you uh, the toll-free number at uh, lowtnation.com for their free phone consultation, and they've become clients. So, you know, maybe for those who didn't hear the first time that you came on with us, uh, once they get past the website, give everybody a little idea about what this is really about for the average guy. Okay. You know, when you ask about 10 guys, like, hey, you know, what's low T? You get 10 totally different answers, you know, and a lot of times it's kind of how it's affecting them. Um, it affects guys in every bedroom, in every classroom, in the boardroom, in the living room. We like to say it affects you in every room in the house. Mm. Um, it affects guys intellectually, big time. Your focus, your concentration, your memory can be impaired significantly. It affects your confidence and your motivation. Energy levels are, are usually the first thing to go. You know, this it, it hits guys in a lot of different ways, but almost everybody has really decreased energy. Um, they stop doing the things they used to love to do. They'll hang up their golf clubs or they'll hang up their gi. You just see those guys disappear off the mats. Um, it just It's hard to get fired up. And uh, it hits other guys physically. They gain fat and they lose muscle. It hits some guys in the pants. It causes erectile dysfunction for a lot of people. So it's a lot of different symptoms, you know, and this is why we have to couple um, our treatment not only with lab work but with symptomatic qualification as well to get the guy going in the right spot and they've proven this a million times over one out of three guys over 40 is clinically diagnosable with low t hmm. it's i mean it's out there it's a real thing i was really impressed frank uh you know when we we i met brandon through you and and you brought him on the show and that sort of thing and then we started talking about uh doing something uh tied into the show which great you know uh i i liked what i heard but i had no idea how many people were going to respond to that you know i thought well i i don't know how many people actually are afflicted by that but not only do we hear from a lot of them but now uh low t nation has been with phone booth fighting long enough that we've really started to see some real results right we really have yeah the typical guy that comes on our program, if he's got you know weight to lose, for instance, he'll see a significant weight loss in 90 to 120 days. Or if he's just lost, if he doesn't have a lot of weight to lose, but he's lost all his muscle, about 120 days, if he's, you know, this is not an easy button. It doesn't do everything for you, but mm-hmm. if you couple what we do, we get your hormones right with a little bit of eating right and a little bit of working out right, you can get some pretty phenomenal results. Now, there's a guy behind you on the uh, Low T Nation yeah. Instagram, and this is one of our guys, right? This is one of our listeners. He's one of your listeners, yep. Okay, and uh, you see the before and after shot here. Now, what what time period, or how long was he on the uh, treatment at this point? He started six weeks ago yesterday. He actually sent me the second picture yesterday, um, and it, that was a six-week before and after. That's pretty so. incredible. That is 
I mean, I'm 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 a straight dude, Frank, but you can see the you you get that little pelvic contour thing happening, you yeah. know? That's not a bad deal. Yeah, he's really getting there, you know, 6 weeks and that's not when guys commit to this. You yeah. know, a lot of guys just take the shots. They get their hormones right, but they're still not doing anything active and they're still not eating right. Yeah. It's going to help you, but it's not going to get you these kind of results. This guy yeah. committed to it. Yeah. You know? Now, what what is the – by the way, I like the fact that he's wearing the same gym mm-hmm. shorts – Standing against the same shower curtain, like he he replicated everything perfectly. Yeah. So you can't even say, well, maybe it's indoor versus outdoor. Maybe it's the it's the same fluorescent bathroom lighting there in his uh, in his place. Yeah. No, so. and you get some guys that take before and after photos. Like, all right, that's relaxed stomach and that's a flex stomach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way he could have flexed well enough to look like that in the second yeah. picture. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of these supplement um, companies that'll take a guy that's just shredded mm-hmm. and they'll take a picture and they're like, hey, fatten up and put on 35, 40 pounds. Oh. They'll yeah. pay them to fatten up to take the before picture later on when they're fat. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, if that ever happens to me, I'm going to claim that's what I'm doing. Have you, boy, you've really let yourself go. No, actually, no, I've got a very yeah. plush gig. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm fattening right. up for a photo shoot. That's right. Um, no, I don't want to let that happen. So, uh, so, so this guy, good for him. And, and uh, it, it's good to hear, it's actually good to see uh, one of our listeners uh, benefiting like that. You know, when you talk, Brandon, about, okay, so there's going to be the treatments, but there's also going to be some exercise. There's also going to be some diet. Now, the first time people hear that, especially maybe if they're older, mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about exercise, is this powerlifting or is this just getting some, some cardio? I mean, is it just you moving? Know? Okay. You know, yeah. just moving. I like to teach the, the triangle approach to being healthy. And if you mm-hmm. think about teenagers, Teenagers have amazing hormones, right? Their hormones are through the roof. I remember. Yeah, right? And so teenagers don't necessarily have to work out and eat right to mm-hmm. look good. Mm-hmm. You know, they can usually do one or the other. Now, if they don't do either of the other two corners, they're going to get fat and lazy, right? Yeah, A yeah. teenager that just eats like crap and sits on the couch all day is going to put on weight. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to do both, you know. And, and what we do is we normalize that one corner to where as long as you just kind of focus on one big time or the, the two – other corners, you know, nutrition and fitness, um, a little bit, you get amazing results. Yeah. Now, what about this uh, this other guy uh, here on the, the Low T Nation Instagram? Oh, yeah. Um, this guy's 63 years old and ended up with a six-pack in uh, about four and a half, five months. That, so is, that a, is stunning. That mm-hmm. dude is 63 years old. Yeah, yeah. I think I put it in that post, but his wife now calls him the pool boy. Yes, he's, he's I see okay that. With that. Yeah, 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 exactly. But again, he committed hard to the gym, yeah. you know, uh, and not, nothing crazy at 63. He's damn sure not doing deadlifts and, yeah. you know, CrossFit, but he's doing doing well. He went from one pull-up to 13 pull-ups in four and a half, five months. Um, and he started doing a little bit of the ketogenic diet. We coach guys through that. If they have any questions about keto, we're always down to coach them mm-hmm. um, for as you know as much coaching as they need. Because man, it gets amazing, phenomenal results. Okay, so so there's a question about the diet. So just like I asked about uh, what you mean by physical activity, and you said just moving. What about the diet? Does this have to be the strictest of diets, or no? Um, typically what we teach guys is just reduce some carbs, you know, that makes mm-hmm. an enormous impact. Uh, the standard American diet starts off and let's say, you know, people say, man, I had a super healthy breakfast. I had oatmeal, had some berries in it, like a half of a banana, some OJ and some whole wheat toast. And that's like 200 grams of sugar. Yeah. Honestly. Right. Yeah. 
and they're like, oh no, that's healthy. And you're like, mm, it, it, there's nutrition in it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that glycogen spike is making you store fat. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for lunch: I have a bunch of bread or some, you know, potatoes or some fries or something. And the same thing for dinner: we have pasta and potatoes. Um, you don't have to go super ketogenic if you don't want to. The beauty of the ketogenic diet: now you can't drink on it, so that's a, a no. That's a deal breaker for a mm-hmm. lot of guys. But we're not asking guys to eat like rice cakes and, and carrot sticks and celery mm-hmm. sticks. Like you can have bacon and avocado and sausage and eggs. You can have meat. You know, you can have a lot. You can have like salmon with hollandaise sauce all over it. And all the vegetables that aren't root vegetables, that aren't like sweet potatoes or white potatoes, that you can stand. So it opens the door. Like if you want, if you want a, a, you know, a decent salad with like a steak on it, go for it. You know, or like, you know, with a whole piece of salmon on it, you can go for it. So... Just reducing the carbs makes an enormous impact. What was your preliminary understanding of this, Frank? Because I know I know when you brought Brandon on, it was it was kind of starting from scratch for me. I mean, did you already know guys that were kind of in this in this? Pool? Well, yeah, and also too, I mean, you hear about it so much, and it's such a hot topic sometimes in sports. Uh, in sports science, people talk about TRT, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. So I wanted to talk to, and I first met Jason, uh, Dr. Weeks is a chiropractor, and he's also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. So I actually met him through jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. and then after we trained, he's like, hey, you want to come to the place, I'll adjust you. So he adjusted me, and I'm looking at him. Here's the guy, I mean, how old is uh, Jason? He's uh, 49, I think. And looks you look great. at him, and he looks mm-hmm. like an alpha male. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if they were going to make a movie about, uh, a Marvel movie, uh, he would. He looks like, uh, oh, man, uh, Cyborg. Oh, shit. See, I'm going to try to uh, see. I get hit in the head too much. <laughs> uh, uh, cable. Thank you. Okay. He looks like Cable yeah. from Marvel. You know, uh, Boy, is this. that an obscure Marvel character? No, no, I, not I, really. I, I, I have a very cursory Marvel Universe knowledge, but I don't know Cable. No, so then I, I go there and I'm looking at a guy who can stay fit, train, yeah. who's you know, in his late 40s. And that's when we started talking. He's like, well, look, you know, I have to do this and this. You know, I played rugby, but I hit a wall at mm-hmm. a certain time in my life, you know, once I hit 40. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what did you do? He's all, you know, hormone therapy. I was like, well, okay, well, explain that to me. And then that's when all the conversation with Brandon and everybody got brought up. And that's why I came to you and be like, hey, maybe we should tell other people about this. Yeah. I wanted to know more about it because, you know, in, in that world, they think, oh, if you, if you, if you take uh, TRT, it makes you superhuman. I'm all, well, so far, I've never found a magic bullet in the in the world where, yeah, like right. you said, you can't take something and go, okay, well now I can go sit on my ass and watch TV, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Superman. It's like, but at the same time, if you're somebody who's like you know Jason, who likes to work out, played rugby in college, trains jujitsu all the time, and you know you're getting tired and beat up and injured, uh, it's a way of elongating your career or your 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 passion to have a hobby that's very active and be healthy. Is is Low T Nation, Brandon, for people, you know, we, we talk, particularly given the, the nature of our program and the sport that we <laughs> follow cable. and what, uh, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like what, uh, what Frank does professionally and such. Uh, does it not look like him? It he even does. sounds like him. He's a little rusty, raspy yeah. voice. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, we, we, we talk about this a lot pertaining to people who were athletic in, in the past, maybe even professional athletes. But what about somebody who's never been athletic? What about somebody who just for whatever reason for the first time is hitting this wall? I think a lot of times when we say terms like TRT, we talked about that for so long in mixed martial arts. We associate it with guys who are collegiate wrestlers and stuff like that. But it also sounds like this can pertain to dudes with desk jobs as well. A hundred percent. 
um, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's every room in the house. You know, mm-hmm. guys just lose their energy and their focus and their motivation to that maybe they don't want to go out and, you know, work out or do jujitsu, but what they used to like to do something, go fly fishing with their buddies or at least just hang out with their kids at night. And uh, when your testosterone levels are shot and you, you don't want to have sex with your wife, you don't want to hang out with your kids. And those are the things that define us as, as men. Like those are our those are our roles and it, it makes it tougher to do. I don't even have any kids. So. All I've got is the sex. We don't have kids. So it's <laughs> even worse. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's better. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, better. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three kids. It's better. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it really just it, – and I tell people, like, you, you use the term alpha male. A lot of people say, I don't want to be, like, all testosteroned up yeah. and, like, steroided up. And I'm like, man, it just – it, it actually calms guys down like frustration and irritability there's this form called the adam form adam it's the androgen deficiency in the adult male um, irritability and frustration are two of the 11 check marks you know so guys are like antsy and reactive and snappy when they have low testosterone and they really chill out and calm down uh, when we get those levels right they yeah, because when your estrogen's real high that ratio, and that too yeah that messes you up Big time. And if you think about PMS in a woman, that's a physiologic response to elevated estrogen levels in the body. That's when we're not producing testosterone. Now, all of a sudden, our female hormones, are, which we do still have as males, mm-hmm. is affecting us to a greater ratio. What, yeah. Tell us, uh, Brandon, about, uh, and you know, I, I can't divulge private information or any kind of thing like that, but maybe in general terms, some of the phone booth fighting listeners that you've been hearing from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing is, and it, it's weird, like we will market in different avenues and get different demographics from them. One of the, uh, the primary demographics is jujitsu guys. Jujitsu mm. guys love listening to you guys. You know mm. what I mean? And I can tell you from experience, um, you know, I've been training for like 10 years now and I started on TRT about two and a half years ago. And one of the things, and I've been teaching this stuff for six or seven years at this point. Um, and I was starting to get beat like on a Tuesday by guys that I, owned on monday and i owned for years you know what i mean Mm, but then it's mm -hmm. like when i tried to train two days in a row that second day my head wasn't in the game my body i was just reactive and slow and i'm like what and i knew you know i I teach this so i could like man i'm like the shoemaker with bad shoes here like i gotta go get tested and i got tested and my level is like a 260 which is super low. Mm. And another thing is... I, what, what's, the, what's the the optimal level? What do we shoot for? The though? therapeutic range is is very different depending on the guys. Okay. But it's somewhere between 600 and 1,200. Um, some guys... It's feel, where you want to be. Yeah. And okay. it depends on the guy. So we, we employ this system. We call it start low and go slow. Because if you... Let's say a guy that his optimal level was 600. If we push him up to 11 or 1200, we can cause some problems. His estrogen will spike, some other things will happen. He can get, you know, gynecomastia, he'll get emotional, things like that. So you can't, there's a bell curve to it. You know, when Mm -hmm. you're going up to your optimal level by adding testosterone, you're feeling better and better and better. But if you keep adding testosterone, you're gonna slide back down and you're gonna feel bad again, Mm -hmm. you know? Is that part of the maintenance process, what you guys do? Because now this might be a good way to segue into talking about how this whole process works. We always tell people, call the 866 number at lowtnation.com and do the uh, free phone consultation with you guys, but but maybe just kind of walk everybody through what happens after we do that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, You know, blood work tells all. Again, like I was saying, half of our diagnosis is about the blood work and the other half is about their symptomatic qualification. So we'll send them to a lab core. 
Um, it's it's super quick and easy. We have a national account with LabCorp. LabCorp is in almost every state. It's, hell, it's in almost every city. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we'll send them to LabCorp. LabCorp sends us the results back. And because of our account um, that we have with those guys, we get it back in 24 hours, mm. which is awesome. Guys don't have to wait around for two weeks to get their results. Well, wow, so people can find out right away in 24 hours if they're a candidate for this or not. Yep, okay. absolutely. All right. And then we have a consultation with them, get a really good understanding of what their – um, personal health history is mm -hmm. like, what their current health is like, uh, what their symptoms are like. And if we're a good fit for what they're dealing with, you know, we can get their medication shipped out to them within a couple of days. There's another yeah. group of guys that I feel that, that would also benefit greatly from this. It's the guys in the gym that go and buy it from their buddy oh, and they're just shooting tests man. and they have no idea what they're doing. They're getting advice for off the internet or from their friends. That sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, you, it's, it's more common. I don't, than you I don't even have friends like that. Well, you, no, you'd be surprised, especially yeah. you, these guys that, you know, you know, growing up in Vegas, bouncers yeah. and everybody else, that, you know, kind of has that type of role. And, yeah. you know, it's like they want to be the strongest guy at Gold's. And I'm like, shit, man, you don't really know what you're doing yourself. And you have the diminishing results. And they sit there and they're like, they're on the amount of testosterone I get, some of my friends, I'll talk to them, I'm like, how much are you taking? Yeah. And it's 10 times, 20 times the amount that's recommended. And then they're having now all the same problems that you would have had for having low tests. They're like, yeah, man, I have not, you know, now I'm having to take Viagra and this. I'm all, that's the bell curve that you're talking it about. Is. I'm like, it is. dude, you saturated all your receptors. You've completely mm -hmm. just screwed yourself up. Like, man, why don't you be go on this? Mm -hmm. Anything you're going to do, I would go through somebody who's a medical doctor yeah. so you understand what you're doing to your body. So, so if somebody gets on the program then, Brandon, um, how do we uh, monitor it? What's that process like? You're in Atlanta and we're in, somebody here's in Las Vegas or wherever they're at. How do we keep monitoring that to make sure you're staying at the top of that curve? Yeah. Good question. Um, anytime you introduce a hormone that – is on the platform that we, it's called Sipionate. It has a seven day half-life. So because of that half-life buildup, it takes about six or seven weeks to baseline mm -hmm. a guy. So we start him on the program, seven weeks later, we send him back to LabCorp. LabCorp sends us results and we call him again. And again, it's 50-50. Where did their blood work get to? Very important. We've got to keep them within those medical thresholds that make sense. But also, do you feel great? Because if the guy's at 650 and he goes, man, I am the incredible Hulk. I feel awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping great. My energy's back. My libido's back. I'm playing with my kids again. We're like, cool, you're done. And once a guy, once we say you're done, like this is your optimal level for you, we only need to get their blood work every six months. We have an open door policy, though. If a guy feels like something's off, he, we'll send him to the lab that day. It's okay. not a big deal. But anytime we make a big tweak, we're going to test again in seven weeks. So let's say a guy comes back and he's at 650 and he's like, yeah, I feel better, but I'm, I'm, I'm still not to where I was. Mm -hmm. um, we'll play with it. We'll push them up a little bit or, you know, bring their estrogen down. Or sometimes mm -hmm. you got to bring their – there's a lot of moves that can happen. But if we make a big move, again, test them in seven weeks once they baseline great. And I'm just shooting in the dark and just seeing what happens. Right, mm -hmm. which is the worst. And you, you touched on something a while ago. These guys that are taking testosterone – because in the moment you inject testosterone, your natural production goes to zero. And if you stay like that for a long period of time, you'll kill your permanent ability to make testosterone. Like completely wipe it out. So, and we, we say this all the time. The worst thing you can do is to give a guy testosterone by itself. Because let's say your level is 1,000 and I give you enough to get you to 1,200, boom, you're at 200 right that 1000 has gone now because any introduction of an external um 
testosterone shuts off your internal engine big mm. time. And you and you wouldn't do that. I mean, you, that that would that one thousand has me within where I want to be anyway, yeah. right? So, those are the guys that just yeah. want more and yeah. want more, you know. And they're yeah. like, I just want to lift more. I'm trying to you know cut for a show coming up yeah, or yeah. whatever they're yeah. doing, and then they'll they'll make that tweak. And all of a sudden, they lose everything they've worked hard for for the last mm-hmm. three or four months. So, so rather, know? what I hear you saying, then correct me if I'm wrong, is is in that scenario, what you're doing is you're you're this what you're doing is rejuvenation. You're getting me back to a place that I was at some point earlier in my life. What somebody like that is doing is trying to do something that they were never meant to be to begin with, right? right. I mean, they're and now the body's out of balance, so right? In all right, the facets yeah. of life. Right. When you're out of balance, something's going to yeah. fall. So I don't. I that, that's and that's I guess part of doing it the, the the professional way. I don't run the risk of falling into that category because you're never going to try to do something that's unrealistic for me to begin with. You're just talking about turning back the clock a little bit. Yeah. Intelligent medical thresholds. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. you can't explain to a medical board why you're keeping a guy at fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred. Right, right. You right. can't defend that, so mm-hmm. we don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just do stuff that I can defend if worst you know comes to worst and i have to answer why we did it and mm-hmm. we our protocol is so buttoned up that doctors will go oh oh that makes perfect sense yeah. so so if I, so let's say somebody falls below that range right the general term six to 12 i think is what you said mm-hmm. so once somebody gets to that 650 and they tell you okay i'm fe- I'm, I'm back this is this is the natural me you say okay you're good that means they stop treatment at that no, point no that means or, they stay they maintain okay, what they've been doing okay you found the yep. the right level okay yeah, that becomes that their lo- new homeostatic goal that okay. we, we do everything we can to keep them undulating just above or just under that but you know because yeah. the body's always changing right it never just mm-hmm. stays static but we know how to drive it in a way that it can just barely go above and be up below whatever point we you know draw in the sand so the so at that point it becomes maintenance at that point it's mm-hmm. like until further notice we're at a good number you're gonna you're gonna do your best to keep me yeah. here mm-hmm. absolutely and we the way we work is you know we, we don't do any contracts i don't believe in that mess it's it's all month to month if guys are feeling awesome and they love our program they'll they'll stay on it if for, for some reason they don't like we don't try to keep a guy on the program if, if he doesn't want to give us his money mm-hmm. we don't want it you know so um guys understand that when they when they start with us and they love that you know they love that we're not we're not out for their money we're out trying to help them you know live way more productive healthy lives and the thing about this low testosterone causes heart disease it causes diabetes bad it causes bone disease like osteoporosis big time um causes metabolic syndrome it causes weight gain and weight gain is the most dangerous thing on the planet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like waist circumference is the number one mortality indicator out there and you can see from the pictures up here we make a big impact on that so not only do you look better and feel better and you're having sex you're literally going to live a much longer much healthier life and in those end years how you spend those last 15 years is everything like i don't want my kids changing my diapers when i'm 85 like i want to be out helping other 85 year olds like you know do the stuff they need to do this is how i'm going to do that Mm -hmm. you know amazing i would think another area of of guys that would probably come to you is is guys that have to be active in their job but not necessarily all going to be in their 20s i mean you Mm -hmm. think police officers firefighters you know first responders guys that are 40 50 years old that they can't afford Man- not to feel good. Manual really? laborers, yeah, right? I mean, contractors, a hundred percent. And the and the other thing is, you know, as we're getting older, we're making less, right? We're making less and less and less at all times. 
Um, testosterone is an expendable resource in the body. So it, it doesn't necessarily, it's kind of like money. It's more important how much you spend than how much you make. Because there's guys that make two or three million that are broke as hell. True. And there's guys that make, you know, 150 yeah. grand that live high on the hog because they're smart about their money. Well, the same with testosterone. If you're training hard or you're working hard, you're spending a lot of the testosterone. Mm -hmm. You're burning through it. And if you're not making a bunch, you're in a deficit. You know, you're upside your, your bank check. You're, you're, you're bouncing checks, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. with that. So, yeah, the more – and this is another thing where doctors get this wrong all the time is they'll see a 40 to 45-year-old guy that walks in, and he's a big dude. He's got a six-pack. He's in great shape. And he's like, man, I am, like, feeling terrible. Like, well, something's wrong. And the doctor goes, ah, oh, he's just seeking. They, they, they're like, oh, he's just, you know, like a guy looking for pain pills. Oh. They're like, this guy's jacked. He just wants some testosterone to stay jacked. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that guy needs it way more than the guy that's sedentary, just kind of hanging out like the accountant that doesn't work mm -hmm. out or do anything. Mm -hmm. The accountant's not burning as much. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy mm -hmm. that's doing CrossFit and running and doing all the things that, you know, a lot of us do in our 40s. I mean, he's in a deficit, you know. So, yeah, it's a really good point. I know after the first time we had you on uh, uh, a, a few months back, a lot of our listeners said they liked the fact that they were able to speak to you uh, directly. And I, I don't know if you're manning the phone 24-7 or not, but I know a number of them have gotten to speak with you uh, directly. So if they call 866-FIX-LOW-T, uh, there's a very good chance that they'd have a chance to speak with you. I make you. a joke about that because I had my one friend, Army Ranger. He now runs a multi-million dollar business. Guy won the bronze medal for you know for, uh, for valor in combat. Uh, what I consider like an alpha male type uh -huh. of guy. We're having conversations, and he's telling me like, man, and we're about the same age. We're almost exactly the same age. He's like, ah, going to the gym, training. And here's a guy who was one of the most in shape guys you'd ever meet. Run faster, do more push-ups, pick up a rucksack, run farther anybody else and, and i was like oh yeah well you know give a, a brand you know call the you know number this time i tried calling brandon and be like hey can you make sure you do a special favor that you know my friend gets in oh well, yeah i already spoke to him I'm like oh no shit here i thought i was gonna pull the like hey i know somebody you know I, i'll help you out no nope, just the normal Corey. just uh, uh, my, uh, just mark the time <laughs> okay <laughs> after uh, uh after letting him know he just no problem got in mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I'm always one um, one transfer away. You know, I, okay. I don't answer the initial phone yeah. call, but if someone goes, "Hey, I want to talk to Brandon," it's a it's a thirty second transfer, and I take those calls all day long. And that's what I love to do. Like I'm good at I teach this stuff. I've, I've taught about fifteen hundred doctors personally how to do this, mm -hmm. so I know how to to communicate. You know, a guys, the misconceptions. There's so much bro science like BS out there that is so bad. Um, guys just assume it because they've read it. They've read it 62 times on the internet. It's got to be true. It's wrong, you know. Um, right. and, but the other thing, this stuff's not taught in medical school. Like your yeah. general practitioner has no idea how to do this. I guarantee you, unless he's been to additional training after he got out, yeah, um, he doesn't know how to do this. In fact, on our website, we have a blog post dedicated to how to interview your doctor to see if he's a good candidate to manage your testosterone. Mm. Because if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to put you on the backside of that curve we were talking about, or mm -hmm. he's just going to kill your testosterone. Like guys on androgel typically lower their testosterone levels when they start androgel. You know, androgel. What's that? It's just the the most most common topical uh, testosterone. Oh, okay. Platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And that's what I tell guys too. I mean, there's all these different platforms. There's, there's injection base, which from a physiologic perspective is incredibly superior. It's vastly superior to all the others, but there's pellets, there's creams, um, there's oral applications that you can get off, off the internet. Like don't take that guys. That stuff will wear your liver out. Trust mm. me. Um, but you know, you gotta have a good protocol that's not built on a business model. Like I'm super proud of our business model because it's convenient for guys. We drop ship it to their mm -hmm. house and they love that. And they can just go to the closest lab core. They don't have to come in for their shots every week. Like we've built that around the convenience of the guy. We didn't build this protocol around what puts the most money in our pocket yeah. and these pellet based therapies or, you know, these, these clinical therapies where you have to go in and get your shot every week. Um, those are built on profit, which I get, you know, people need to make money. Um, but I just, when you do that, you, you really impact the effectiveness of the protocol big time. So lowtnation.com is the website. And, uh, if you want to be the next phone booth fighting listener to, uh, find out if you are a candidate for their services, then, uh, it is a click or a phone call away. That uh, toll free number is eight, six, six, fix low T. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and put it out there for any of our phone booth fighting. Let's just ask for Brandon. Okay, it's going to be a little extra. He'll have to field a few more phone calls than he normally. That's like the, you know, when you know to ask for the, the secret sauce, it's not on the menu. See, right. He yeah. just reveal that, that if you ask for him personally, he feels the call. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to create a little extra work for you it. there. All that's, right. That's All what right. I like to do. If uh, you're uh, one of our listeners, like I said, you already saw uh, one, at least uh, one example there, and I, I've, I've heard from a number of others of people who have already already had uh, some success with that and man that seeing that that picture it was is really impressive mm -hmm. so it's nice to see uh those results uh coming through anything else we need well let's uh, uh people want to follow on instagram it's low t nation underscore ig and uh you can go through in fact there it looks like there's a bunch of photos testimonials and so well there's frank up there wearing his super dad t-shirt is that a Father's Day? That looks like a Father's Day. Oh, that Day was the gift. last time we were yeah. on here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's uh, mm. there's cable up there. There is. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Doctor Weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Anything else uh, we should we should mention other than just uh, we appreciate you being part of the phone booth fighting uh, yeah. family. You know, not to you know not to, to plug things, but just so guys know what we do. Um, we do a lot of growth hormone management. You know, that's a big thing for guys. If your growth hormones low, man, it's it's rough. Um, we do a lot of erectile dysfunction only type mm -hmm. work. I mean, testosterone fixes it for some guys. It doesn't for other guys, you know, so we know how to fix that. And we do other things like B12 injections and, you know, just typical stuff that a lot of clinics do as well. So LowTNation.com is uh, the website to find out if you're a candidate for any or all of it. Brandon, it is always a pleasure to uh, see you in person. And, Absolutely. Uh, Thanks let's, for having uh, me. Let's not make it so long before the next visit. Nice part about living in Las Vegas, Frank, I find people tend to want to visit you more. There's more stuff to do. Much easier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Uh, LowTNation.com, phone booth fighting listeners. Uh, give them a call and uh, tell them Frank and I sent you. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought